sports all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Patrick freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken. The Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell, Eddie Ortiz, and our very, very special guest, a man I've had to practically chase across the city of Kansas City to finally get him in here in our our studio. This is something I've been really looking forward to for quite some time, guys. There's no mystery about it. I posted about it earlier today just with the sheer excitement. Guys, give it up for our guy, Ron, the show Hugely. Oh, we get claps and stuff? Hey, hey, hey. Hey. We do things different around here. We do, we do things different I got to say, man, uh, appreciate you first for uh, for having me in. Um, and uh, hopefully I don't, I don't pop too many of these bad boys <laughs> off. I might, I might hey. get real loose. But I got to say, man, I knew I was walking into some some real beard game, right? I knew, <laughs> I, knew I was coming in like I got in the mirror. I said, Damn. You know, I mean, you, you, you could have got lined up. Uh, I'm serious over here. My man right here. Like, I knew Lance was killing him. He got curls and shit. This, this stuff. Like, he, had, like, he got curls and eyes. Like, he got pictures and thick markers that he didn't curl. Like, my man right here, like he said, I keep, keep that nice length. Got he's, a little sheen like, hey, stuff. Hey, Trev's going to be This is his first time. Try, he's man, he's man, White try. Slater, dude. O.C. Slater. Wow. Slater. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Not Albert Clifford. All right. Really? Okay. I like, hey, I like that. I mean, I'm, I like that you like it, man. line and everything. Appreciate <laughs> it. Look at that. All right. <laughs> so happy holidays to everybody. Um, who you did here in the intro, that was, in fact, our Pat at age, I believe, was it four years old, singing a, a, a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That was, in fact, him. And, and if you didn't hear it on Sunday Night Football, you heard it now. Um, his voice has not, in fact, changed since then, um, but his game has. And now he is our quarterback, and we're very blessed to have him. We're going to talk plenty about him tonight. We're going to talk about a little bit of the Bears-Chiefs uh, game as well. we got a sug situation that I really want to bring up, and it's an actual I – think, I think this is an interesting topic. I'm really looking forward to hearing Ron's take on this. But let's start there, guys. Let's start in the Chiefs-Bears uh, the Chiefs uh, Bears game this last Sunday night. Didn't get flexed. I think everybody realized that this is a game that the, 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 the NFL wanted people to see Patrick Mahomes versus Mitch Trubisky, whether there any, is any comparison whatsoever between these guys, which there's not. But we, we wanted to see the narrative play out. They wanted to see the mistake that the Chicago Bears made on, on, the, on the biggest platform of the NFL, the NFL week, and that is Sunday Night Football. And, you know, my heart goes out to the Bears fans because I felt like the entire night they were just getting absolutely picked on by Sunday Night Football, even with the consideration of Chris Collinsworth going out there and trying to make comparisons and parallels between plays of Mitchell Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes where they can throw across the field, across their body. It was pretty sad to watch that. And I think, in fact, that actually played against the Bears fans even more so because of that, because that was even laughable. Mm. But I felt bad because I know exactly where they're at. I I talked about this. I've tweeted this out many times. I tweeted it out actually before the show tonight 
that I remember being the fan even before the right before the 2017 draft. I felt this certain this particular way. Oh, I feel like you're about to be disrespectful. Oh, it's, 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 well, this is this is a, this was a controversial oh, man, thought. I, feel I like said, you're about to be <laughs> we'll dig deep. But this you're not is not about to make this comparison. Lance, 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 no, 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 no. Lance is never disrespectful. Never, right? never, 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 never. But no, th- th- honestly, this was something I had said all the way up into the 2017 draft before the Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes. I said that I would trade any player in Chiefs history to get Aaron Rodgers. Because I was so envious of, of fan bases like the Green Bay Packers that get to enjoy Brett Favre for 17 years and then go into Aaron Rodgers for a decade plus. I was so envious of that because we never had something like that before. And if you look at the Bears, they've had decades now where they have not had a franchise quarterback. Jay Cutler is still the best quarterback they've had in the last two and a half decades. Like, think about that for a second. Jay Cutler. And that's my point is I, I feel for Bears fans because I was once a Bear fan in a, in a certain way. And then when we got Patrick Mahomes, I realized what that's like to get that guy, to feel that raw excitement of knowing that every single Sunday you have the better player on the team, of both teams. You have the best player on the field every single week. And that's something I've never felt before. And watching this game was a simple reminder of that. It was a simple reminder to me that, my God, we really got that guy. Even though we already knew, even though we already have had this experience time and time again over the last two seasons, it was a reminder. And unfortunately, Chicago Bears fans had to see it firsthand. Patrick Mahomes didn't have a great game. He had a really, really good game. Good game. But he could have played much better. The point is, is that those are the kinds of games that Mitchell Trubisky only wishes he could have had, and the Bears fans wishes Mitchell Trubisky could actually have. And that's where we're at now. And I watched this game, and I'm going to get all your guys' thoughts on this game. I'm going to start with Ron. This game, in no way, shape, or form, shocked me at all. How the how the performance went. It was a typical Chiefs game where they 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 dominate they dominate in the first two to three quarters, and they just kind of let off the gas and just try to get out healthy. And I was not shocked by this one at all. The Chiefs are clicking on all cylinders. Ron, what did you take away from this game in particular? What did you take away from the Chiefs? What did you take away from the Bears? So I'm going to tell you how I how my mind works when I watch sports. Um, and this this sometimes would, would get across people who have listened to me who would give me your negative. Mm-hmm. So the way that I look at sports is, all right, I look at teams, and when I'm serious and when you're serious, so the Chiefs are serious Super Bowl contender. Absolutely. I watch games and say, okay, well, well what's going to be a pitfall? What's an issue? What is something that they could do? Because I know they could beat the hell out of the Bears. There's there's, there's, there's no way. Like mm-hmm. You can look at quarterbacks. Pat's not losing to Mitch. Okay, Mitch is, Mitch is awful. I thought you were about to make it a comparison. <laughs> oh, hell no. To Mitch oh, hell and no. Alex Smith. I'd walk like, myself please, out. I'd walk myself out. Please don't disrespect Alex Smith. <laughs> I'd be holding right, this all already. I, I know Alex Smith was frustrating. He ain't Mitch. <laughs> right, Mitch right, Trubisky right. sucks. I mean, his ass. Just straight yeah. up. I mean, he wishes he could be Alex Smith. I'm with you. But when I, so when I watch it is, all right, I've said it all year. The defense has either held up their end of the bargain of what we expected when the season started mm. or surpassed it. Right? I'm not going to go crazy. They have surpassed it the last five, six weeks. People are losing their mind, going crazy. Yes, this defense is better. They are what, what we would think the offenses, offensive weapons are, a championship defense. My, my concern, yet again, watching this game, it's not the defense; it's the offense, and it's 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 weird. And I, and and I be sure to listen to what you guys think. Like, are they taking their foot off the gas and not putting up more than twenty something points on purpose, mm-hmm. or is this what they do? 
because off the top of my head, if I just remember, just 26 against the Bears, right? 23 against the Broncos, 23 against the Patriots, the Patriots, yeah. 40, the outlier against the Raiders and the defense scored a touchdown yeah. and helped him again. And then another 23 against the Chargers. That's not what the hell we thought this offense was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then now they, they ain't been hurt. Uh, they got that whole line. Wiley's been out a little bit, but Tyreek's been there. Travis is there. Like, what? Why, why are they scoring twenty-three points? Mm. And so, part of it, you could say, well, they're taking the foot off the, 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 the they're taking the foot off the pedal, or whatever. But then it's like, why are they kicking so many damn field goals as opposed mm-hmm. of what they were doing last year? So, my concern is because I believe the defense has improved, but you all watch the NFL every week. Mm-hmm. I can name five defenses that I think we would all agree are better than the Chiefs. I won't do that all day, but I'll take one, the Niners. Mm-hmm. I think everybody would almost believe the Niners may be the best. Sure. They've given up 30-plus points yep. the last three weeks. Yep, yep. Including Jared Goff. Yep. Yeah. Like, they've given 30-plus points the last 46 to the Saints. So we know good offenses can score in this league, the rules and everything. And so the thought is, can I see the Ravens putting up 30 on the Chiefs defense, even as improved, and Tyron Matthew the last five weeks has played like Troy Palomalo. Yeah, out. yes. He has, been, he has been that dude. And Chris Jones, my favorite player on the team, is I think been the best defensive lineman the in the NFL yep. this year when yep. he's been healthy. Aaron Donald has taken a step back. I think Chris Jones has been special. But I know Lamar can put 30 on this team. I think Deshaun and his weapons can put 30 on this team. My concern is why the hell are we sitting here with the Chiefs offense healthy with these weapons continuing to be in the 20s? Yeah. They averaged 35 last year a game. They've only scored 35 twice yeah. this year. So that's my that's how I look at it. So yeah. the game, like I walked into that game, you knew flat out I didn't that not playing with the Bears. You give the Bears a quarter and a half, man. They right, really right. shut this thing on down. Yeah. And let's get on. Let's get on on our way. But that's how I look at it is, all right, like when they get into the games that matter, the divisional yeah. round, and then hopefully for them the AFC championship game and the Super Bowl is can this Chiefs team beat good teams scoring in the 20s? Because that's what they have been doing. Yeah. I'll, I'll respond to that real quick, and I'm going to get you yeah, guys yeah. in just a second because that's a very interesting angle that you take because that's actually something we've talked about on this show as well is the fact that this team has transitioned in a sense – and, you know, the, the conversation has been a lot in Kansas City is, well, which Chiefs team would you rather have? The 2018 Chiefs where they're scoring on everybody at nonstop will? And are you would you rather take the Chiefs now where they're relying more on the defensive side, playing closer games, not playing as sexy or have the highlight reel type of plays as much? Because like you alluded to, only twice have they scored over 35 points this season. And one of those games, it wasn't like it was the offense that was dropping dimes. It wasn't the offensive. Yeah, it was it, right. it was a whole team effort as to why they were scoring the way they did. And I said this last season. I said this from the very beginning of this podcast when I talked about Patrick Mahomes and why his season was so special last season. Because every single, although his numbers were insane, every single one of those touchdowns he threw last season was necessary. They had to score the way they did because of the defense being so bad. I mean, imagine going to the AFC Championship with a 31st-ranked defense. I mean, you can't name teams throughout history that have done something like that. And to go into overtime with the greatest dynasty in sports, that's something that's an incredible achievement in itself. Is this offense still as good as it was back then last season? No. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that because Kareem Hunt's not here. He was the ultimate difference. You had 14 touchdowns in 11 games last season. 
That's an, ex- an ex- exceptional difference between what they have now at running back with Shady and but all the other guys a, combined. Just having a healthy, consistent running back, period. Yes, and that's that's the thing I'm looking at is I'm almost willing to accept the differences in offense now because of the fact that this team as a whole is better, in my opinion. So it does worry me, Ron. It does worry me that they're not scoring at a high level like they were last season, or at least close to it. But I look at I think that right now they're currently third or fourth in scoring in the total in total yeah, offense yeah, yeah. this season. They're consistent. They're consistent. The offense I, is down a little bit. A little bit, yes. Production for what, sure. My point though is is the reason I'm not overly concerned about it and the large scale is the fact that not only are the Chiefs still winning games, but the fact is I know the potential of this offense. We saw the 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 extreme last season. If, if it ain't that ever again, I'm willing to accept that they're still playing at a decently high level to where they can score enough points to beat set of great offenses like you're talking about. Do I? Can we all sit here at the table right now and say that we believe the Chiefs could put up one game where they could put up 38 points? I would think we'd all say yes because they have Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and those the, the, the plethora of weapons they have. Pat and the plethora is. That's what I call them, man, because of the fact that at any given time, they can score a touchdown. Red zone offense does concern me. But the game like Chicago is what an ultimate example for me because that's what I talked about. We had the Monday mailbag last week. I talked about my biggest concern for this offense is red zone, red zone scoring. They scored two red zone off, red zone touchdowns last week. Mm-hmm. That's something to – and that's against the seventh-ranked defense in the NFL on Sunday night football in their house. So that's my point, man, is that I, I get it. I'm with you on that. I actually agree with you. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I saw them do it for 16 games last season and have done it a couple times this year. Without Tyreek Hill, they hung, they hung an easy 40 on the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that was touted to make the playoffs beginning of the season. It feels like that's the last time they look like sure. themselves. Yeah, sure. Consistently. I Trevor, it's, Trevor, a rhythm, you, it's a rhythm thing. But you alluded to this too, Trevor. And I want, now I'm going to let you take it off in a second. But you, you just, you've said it multiple <laughs> times that you're of the belief. You're, you're, one, of the, you're one of those people that believes – that, that Andy Reid is holding a little bit back. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's why I say it's yeah. taking the foot off the gas a little right, bit. Right. I don't think it's an, an ineptitude or they can't do it. I think it's because of the fact that Andy's like, look, our defense is actually good this season, and we don't have to go out there and drop 35 on everybody and put even more on the not right. that Not that teams don't know what the Chiefs are going to do on offense. I'm not sitting here saying there's going to be a bunch of mystery, but you saw in that Patriots game when they needed something, what did, what did Andy Reid do in the red zone? He got creative and had Travis Kelsey do that little RPO play. And run it all got, they do that all season. They ain't yeah. done that all season. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're against the Patriots when they know that's a team they got to take seriously, a team they're going to probably face in the playoffs again. He's doing creative shit like that again. Take it yeah, off, just to, just to piggyback, I mean, there's not much to say about the game itself, but just to piggyback off of the offensive woes, um, I definitely am one of the people that think they are taking the, pedal, the foot off the pedal a little bit. I feel like woes is a little strong. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as, yeah, as, far as like, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, especially in the red zone. Yeah. Okay, we, I'll yeah, give you that. That's yeah, we, we definitely opened up the play calling in the red zone against the Patriots because that was a must-win game, and it was a statement game as well. Um, but I do think this offense has the capability of putting up 40-plus. On a nightly basis, I really do believe that. Um, we've, we've For five, six weeks, we've seen a fairly vanilla offense, especially for us. Um, a pretty normal offense. Nothing crazy outside of that Patriots trick, trickery that we saw in the red zone, which I think we will see more of. I think there's a lot of thing, Andy, a lot of things Andy Reid is going to open up in the playoffs. He does that even last year. He did some things. We have barely seen any of the pre-snap movements, audibles, a lot of things. You know, uh, gadget plays that we saw last year. We saw a ton of it. We haven't moved Tyree too mu- too much or McCool too much in motion before pre-snap enough. Um, and I think that's I think that's on purpose. I think that we are reserving a lot of things on film. 
to just blow shit wide open when it comes to playoff time, especially against when, if we do make it to end up facing the Ravens. There's going to be a lot of things we're out to do because I think we will have to keep up with them scoring-wise because I, I do believe that they will put up points regardless of how good our defense plays, even though we played Lamar fairly well both teams we both times we faced them. Um, but they're, they're a different team just like we're a different team defensively. Um, but we will have to match them for scoring. I do believe they will put up points. They've been putting up points against any defense. And that's the part that is a bit annoying mm-hmm. to me. Okay, so there's two there's two things, right? We touched two angles. Either they are holding things back, right? right. Which I, I think there are some you gotta, plays, you gotta believe that. I think there are some plays yeah, yeah, yeah. that they are holding back. Yeah. And 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 some some design concepts and some route concepts are holding back. Especially but when that's, but that's so they're holding something yeah. back, which I think a lot of people think. And then or something that you alluded to is all right, well well maybe they're like, all right, we've got this good defense. We don't have to score. Right, right, like right. This. Well, that's bullshit. I don't think it's that. I don't understand that. Well, I think there may be a little bit of that because Mm -hmm. they have clearly taken Mm -hmm. their foot off the gas in some games. I don't don't understand the mentality. Listen, there could be holding some plays back. Mm -hmm. But, damn it, if Tyreek Hill is lined up and Travis Kelsey and McCole Hardman. I'm with you, man. I don't give a rip what you're running. Y'all should be able to put up 30 points with Mm -hmm. Mahomes. And so the thing is, are they doing this on purpose or are defenses really catching up to them? And is the norm of the norm of things, well, they're going to be within 25, 26 points. Mm -hmm. Because if it's the other way and it's they are purposely saying we are cool with going in at three points in the second half against uh, they've had they've had like several games this year where they've scored 10 or below in the second half mm-hmm. where they just or stopped nothing. Yeah. or nothing like yeah. against the Raiders the first time. Yeah. But that's the mentality. Like I, I look at the chiefs offense and I'm going to a very high standard. I look at the players they have on there and I understand your thought about Kareem, mm. but McCall Hardman is an absolute uh, game breaker. Mm-hmm. And Sammy is more healthy than he was last yes. year and a big play guy. And DeMarcus is better. I'm not saying they make up for Kareem, but you still feel like we they're in a better place of being between 23 and 25, five yeah. out of six weeks, like they have been with those weapons and with Pat. And I understand some of the injuries. But my it, it's the mentality, man. I look at them like the 99 Rams. I look at them like Peyton's Denver teams, Peyton's Colts teams. Why wouldn't you try to score every yeah. time? Right. I don't give a damn right. yeah. what the defense is doing. Yeah, right? part of it, part of it, part of it, part of it's blissful. Well, part of it's blissful thinking for me too, because I'm like, I'm hoping that it's not what our offense has come to. I'm hoping that defenses haven't caught up to our offense, which I don't think it is. But like I said, part of it is wishful thinking that I do want to believe that Andy Reid has a lot of things that he can unleash when it comes to playoff time. Because we've talked about the Pat plays and you know the things he has reserved for Pat. I just I get game breaking plays. It's so weird. Like they should, they should hit. Tyreek should run go routes like three, four times just a game, to, whether yes. you complete them or not. Absolutely, and those things aren't happening anymore. Right. And right. if he's being double teamed, well, then McCole Hartman should be yeah. running go yeah. routes. Absolutely. And I, I we're going to learn. We're going to learn if this is the Chiefs been holding this back, or if this is where they are. Mm. And, yeah. and I mean, last year we saw like uh, we're talking about the offense. Last year we saw a lot of little shovel passes. This year we we literally haven't seen any of that. We haven't seen Tyreek make those those running plays. We haven't we haven't seen much of that. But like like uh, Trevor's talking about, like 
them holding back the offense for the playoff, like why would they do that? Yeah. What well, I, I mean, I get it. They don't want to sh- like put their playbook out there, but but at the same time, you've been playing so many close games that you, you know you have to make a statement. You can't just take that foot off that pedal. You want to keep on, you know, keep on going. Keep. On I'm going. just yeah. I'm just calling it like I see it. That's and, what I, that feels like to me. And yeah. I've been critical on the offense, I, and, and I've been critical on Pat because there's this season. It seems like he's missing more open guys than he was last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on on that. I know he's banged up. He 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 was a little banged up earlier With the ankle, in the season, and the, the ankle, yep. and all that stuff. But but I I feel like he's uh he's overthrowing. A little too much this season. I, I I think that offense just not not connecting enough. Uh, Patrick is running away from the pocket almost every single play. Uh, it feels like he's just not comfortable enough to be in the pocket and and, and just wait. It's a little better last week. He had some time in the pocket. Last and, week. There, and there's some explainable things. I don't want it to come off like I'm saying. No man, it's present. This it's, offense yeah, it's is, for sure. is the Bears. No, <laughs> I, I'm just saying the expectation. You know, you had coming into the season, and yeah. then we kept thinking. Well, let the let them get healthy. Yep. Let let Eric Fisher get back <laughs> at left tackle, and let like let them yeah. get healthy. And, yeah. the and then and it's like like I get what you're saying. They're holding stuff back. Well, everybody in the league knows that Tyreek runs a go route. Mm-hmm. How come that? How come that plays exactly. not right? Yeah. Like, it's like, like what mystery do you have left? Like, yeah. That, yeah. like yeah. I just like yeah. I mean, it's just like yeah, man. We're Golden State, man. I mean, you could do a lot. To say we got some plays that we're gonna hold Steph and yeah. play it back, but eventually, I mean, Steph and Clay just they shoot better than anybody else, and you can just run regular offense and still beat the hell out of teams. I'm glad you brought up the Warriors in that because that's that's the type of team that the the NFL's version of the that's the, the Chiefs are the NFL version of the Golden State Warriors at least the last yeah. you know 20 plus games, and. It, it, these are the kind of conversations that only fan bases of teams that are trying to win Super Bowls can have. Because that's what it's about. Exactly. If we were a five, six win team right now, we're sitting here going, you know what? They're winning. Te- they're winning games as team as a team. Let's just be grateful. Let's build upon this. We're on for the ride. Exactly. This is your. And this is what I've talked about famously. I talked about this with even my guy Clay Windler and, and Shaggy Shane Williams. All these guys. I say, this is year seven of Andy Reid. Okay. There are no excuses. This is year seven. You have the best quarterback in the NFL. You have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. There are no more excuses. You can't say, well, it was this factor, it was this factor, because of the fact that, yes, going into the later parts of this season, the Chiefs have had a lot of shit to overcome. Even before the season started, the whole Tyreek Hill scandal happened. Yeah, Even compared, before to last that, year, compared to last year, we didn't have nothing to overcome. Well, I mean, right. since, we, since, we, well, since, a, bye week, since yeah. a bye week of last season, the Chiefs have had to deal with a lot of shit. Yeah. Kareem Hunt, in the middle of the season, you lose the, an all-pro running back who's having an even better season than he had the season before, which you know led the league in rushing. You lose that in the middle of the season, still get to the AFC Championship with the worst defense in the NFL. Then this season, you have all the injuries after no injuries last season to anybody of significance. There's been a lot for the Chiefs to overcome. So I will give them said breaks when it comes to these types of conversations but I agree with Ron. I, I'm on, I've been on this boat the exact same time. We we watch games together all season, yeah, very cool. whether it's at Arrowhead or in our living room. And I sit here and say, let's put these fuckers away. Let's get the, let's get out of this game. Let's go up 30 points. I'm all for it. My favorite games this season have been the ones like against the Raiders when we knew that game was over and they kept putting points on them. Whether it was offensively, defensively, special teams didn't matter. Put your fucking foot on their throat. That's why I like what Bilicek does. That's why he wins Super Bowls besides the cheating side of things. But the fact that he never lets off the gas. 2007 Patriots are probably the best team we've ever seen. 
That team was beating teams by 20-plus points every single week, good and bad teams. And I and I just don't know that I'm so sure that the Chiefs are doing it on purpose. Mm. I don't know that it's a I'm fair so question. sure. Yeah. It's a fair question. Because I don't think they're driving down in the red zone saying, you know, we want to kick this field goal right. just to kind of keep this thing. No, yeah. No, no, they're trying to score. Yeah. Right. They just – I mean, they – they scored touchdowns like 76% of the time in the red zone last year. Yeah. It's like 46 or something. When he gets tight, like our offense kind of chokes a little bit. That's right? a big difference. Yeah. And I don't think Andy and them are doing that on purpose. No, and they're not. And, 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 uh, hell, I hope not. Now, now yeah. the bright side of this is the fact that we just talked about the defense. This defense is legitimate. We're going to take a quick break because I want to talk about the guy that's I believe is going to take this defense team to the next level. It's Terrell Suggs. Uh, the best acquisition the Chiefs could have made at the time that they did with the context of losing Ogba and Okafor. Um, I think this is a great move for them. We're going to talk a little bit about that because there's a scenario that I wanted to talk about that I actually posted on our Twitter account today, and it's been pretty, I would say, even as far as where people stand on this. We'll get back to all that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed apparel and accessories with an emphasis on counterculture. They're nominated for two Best of KC 2019 awards in the Pitch Magazine and have plenty of designs for both sports fans and anyone else. Find them online at CommandeerBrand.com or follow them at Commandeer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Soft shirts, designed with an edge. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, Trevor Twidwell, and Ron, the show, Hughley. How we doing tonight, fellas? Good, good. Uh, man, I, you guys have a good Christmas. I, don't, I mean, Trevor and I hung out on Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. How was your How yeah, was your Christmas, I, Ronnie? I got the kids, man. So we yep. had a good time, man. Good good stuff. Early. What they get rock. you? Spoiled rock, man. I mean, it could be nothing. Just love. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, right? Just love. What about yeah. you, Eddie? Everybody yeah. good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Good to hear, man. Chill well, the, the Chris, the the Chiefs had a hell of a Christmas. Well, Christmas season, I should say. I should say because they got an early, early Christmas present. Uh, the, the, the Chiefs ended up claiming uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end uh, Terrell Suggs off waivers. And luckily enough, the Chiefs were the team the, the team that had the worst record amongst all the teams that put in a claim for him. That worked out really well for the Chiefs. It was a big break. They just lost uh, Okafor for the season with, I believe, a tour pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they already lost Manny Ogba. You know, that's a, that was a thin area for the defense, and this defense needed some help. And what do you know? They got themselves an experienced veteran, a surefire, surefire Hall of Famer, one of the best defenders we've seen in this last decade, uh, Terrell Suggs. And this is obviously something I really wanted to see happen. I feel like this is the kind of guy that not only brings something on the field because he can still play good enough, but it's the experience, the Super Bowl factor, the fact that he's been there before, defensive player of the year. This guy's going to bring something to the locker room that they didn't have at this time. Tyron Matthews, an experienced vet, damn good player. Uh, Chris Jones obviously is an absolute stud, and I agree with Ron, the best defensive lineman in the NFL right now, and that's over Aaron Donald. And uh, you know, there's a lot of issues that you know that that, that he fulfills. He takes care of it. And um, I decided, you know what? Let's let's do something. Let's let's make a let's make a poll today. And I was just feeling, I was feeling like this is an interesting question because the Chiefs obviously want to get the best seed possible. That we, we all know that. I mean, ideally, you want to get the, the two seed, the one seed, so you can get that first round by. So that way you can just rest up and be ready for whoever makes it out of the wild card round. That's obviously what you want. But I thought about it. And I was like, what would I rather have? Would I rather have the two seed without Terrell Suggs or the three seed with Terrell Suggs? Now, I know automatically you want to say you want to take the bye. But the Chiefs would have a glaring hole in that position. 
Yeah, you can fill it with a guy that nobody really knows about. Maybe he can play pretty well for a couple of games. You know, you give him an opportunity, you can hope for the best. Or you can have yourself a guy that I just listed out all the credentials that he brings just signing with you. And so it was a very interesting thought that I had. And and this is the crazy thing, man. Right now, as it currently stands, 56% of the people say they'd take the two seed. That's actually closer than I was thinking it was going to be. Because I thought everybody was going to for sure take the two seed. And I really got to thinking, what would you guys would rather have? Would you rather have the two seed without Terrell Suggs and get that home field? I mean, the Chiefs are going to have the home game in the first round as it is. But you would have that bye week. Or would you rather have that guy on the road? Because I'm going to say something before I give you guys the platform. Whether you guys know this or not, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now on the road. I would say I think they're the best team on the road because this is why. Not only are they seven and one, not only are they are they seven and one on the road, they've outscored their opponents on the road two hundred and forty-seven to one forty-three. They're not just beating teams on the road; they're dominating them. If you want to go by the score totals, so I'm I'm gonna give you my vote. I think that I would take the three seed with Terrell Suggs, knowing this team can perform on the road and win games consistently. They're seven and one on the road scoring 100 points more than their opponents on the road in their eight games. I'm going to take that over the two seed and bet on my team that they can go on the road and win a game. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, I'm going to hold that two seed uh, for you. I'm going to take the Go ahead. Take it. Hold it. And, uh, hold it. <laughs> um, it. And here's my thing is, I think we got to do something with, with Suggs. I think we got we to gotta not talk about his accolades – and then, because I think sometimes that confuses you into thinking what type of player he is. Sure, yeah, yeah. He I get was that. the 2011 Defensive Player of the Year. He is top ten all time in sacks, but he's like that's not the player. He he's also 37 right years old. Right. Exactly. Yes. And, and, <laughs> no, you're right. Like, like you know, he is. He's somebody who can set the edge, and his biggest impact will be to me. You said it. I don't think there's a there's not a player on the roster who has won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they have fifty-three guys. Not a one of them has won a Super Bowl. Spags has. Some of the defensive coaches who came from the Patriots mm-hmm. have won Super Bowls, but none of the players have. So he can bring that back over to you and help that mindset. Um, because I, I do think, and, and uh, I think there is a toughness, mental toughness, oh yeah, element issue with the Chiefs. Um, like that Tennessee game, I, I, I since think then it's changed a little bit, but it, yeah. Well, I mean they haven't. I mean they've been comfortably ahead. Yeah, they, they haven't been Except playing great offenses. The, the, yep. the biggest, the biggest thing that I saw impact was when they got down to the Patriots in New England and they stayed afloat. They, I feel like the after Pat threw the bit, pick, yeah. you were thinking, okay, they scored seven. Pat threw the pick. That mm-hmm. that showed took something. a punch. But yeah. I still think I, I I still think there's a toughness element that I have concern with with the Chiefs. And I think he helps with that. Um, but it's like when you run through, like, man, I'm, I'm if I'm a Chiefs fan and I just heard you run through Terrell Suggs, I'm like, shit, let's go. Yeah. And then I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> got five sacks this year, man. He's, he struggles towards the end of the season the last few years. He's not. But if we just – if you just take Suggs for what he can be, a guy who is stout against the run, a guy – who is a good depth pl- depth player? Because I think Tano Passanio has played pretty well Absolutely. this year, and this guy who is who I think was starting last week. Now maybe subs may come in, but yeah, he helps huge in depth because you lost those two guys. But I just think like we mess with our minds and remember 
Romanticize, yes. The, the yep. guy, if you because if you look at he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and you start rattling down the all the things my man has done, but it's just like, okay, this this ain't this ain't him. Yeah. Anymore. What do you what's your, what's your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Terrell Suggs and his old man strength isn't good enough for me to want to play an extra game in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, I, I would I would take my chances with Andy Reid and his his success after a bye. Uh, we saw last season when we had that bye and we were able to prepare thoroughly for the Colts and sure. went out there and just absolutely dis- dismantled a very good Colts team um, and made Andrew Luck look Andrew Luck look very average. Um, I know it's cold weather, but I mean, you, you give Andy Reid that bye heading into the playoffs. It doesn't matter who we're playing. I feel confident. Um, so yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, Andy yeah, getting. Yeah. yeah, I just don't think not he's, even, he's great. He's like great enough of a player. Just give him that extra time, right amount now. of time to prepare for any team to watch all that film. And he's just he's a he's a mad scientist. But it seems lab, like man. you feel like he is going to have a bigger impact yeah. than maybe. I oh, think. for sure. Yeah, the for reason sure. why I feel that way, and, and I'm not, I, I agree with the whole credential side of things that you can't put that on the field. Yeah. My point is, it's a mentality thing. It's a locker room. I, thing I like, me, yeah. Man, I, I, sure. And Ron, Ron hit it on the head. He goes, One track he, he brought that toughness to a team that, in a lot of ways, has lacked that for many years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like that factor. I think that's the difference maker. Let me, before we get to Eddie, real quick, I want to ask you guys a question. Where, let's say the Chiefs have to go on the road right now, which, which place in the AFC scares you as a Chiefs fan to go there and try to get a victory? Rapid fire. Like, just say it out. Uh, my my, my like, mind – The my, current playoff teams right now. My mind says Baltimore. Okay. Right. But my heart says Lincoln. Okay. Go ahead, Trevor. I don't want to play in Tennessee because we already saw us drop a big bomb there. But uh, and I think, but I, but at the same time, I think that left a bad taste in our mouth. We would get our revenge regardless of either team. But, yeah, I don't want to go to New England, though. That's okay. for sure. Uh, same New England. Okay. Yeah. So I can't worry about Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's not even about the team. It's about the, ten, the things that go they gotta, on. Right. they got to beat the Texans. There's a reason, there's a reason, yeah. there's a reason I asked that. There's if a reason I asked that. beat Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, in the playoff. There's, there's a reason I asked that. They cannot beat Ryan. I, I want Ryan. Uh, somebody's got to go. This Brent, is somebody. This is the reason why. This is the reason why. Ryan Daniel. Okay, the reason I asked that question is because of the fact that we talk about the extra game. Mm-hmm. The reason why I asked that question is because I don't think that if we are all being honest here, we're really worried about any of those places going there and getting a victory. So if New England's the scariest place Worried, that no. we have, I know. Yeah. My point, though, is we even have to play that extra game. The Chiefs are healthy at the right time. The fact they've already won in New England. The fact that Baltimore, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Ron, but I think the biggest reason why you're probably worried about that isn't because of the home field. It's because of the team. Well, that team travels. But, 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 so they're going to bowl regardless of where they're at. So my point, though, is if you give me the addition of a Terrell Suggs, even with Tano playing as good as he has at times, I'm going to trust the depth of going on the road with a team that has a proven track record to win that extra game as opposed to not having that player at all and then going home and hoping that the team plays a good enough game defensively at home to beat a said team that can beat the Chiefs. Sure, but what if old man's Terrell Suggs gets hurt in that, that extra game we have to play? I understand. Or anybody. Okay, that's a scenario. That, see, that's a, talk, that's a tough scenario to go play an extra game. So chances are a couple people can get sure. hurt in that extra game you play, and now we're without them. The two games we could have I think what it comes good. down to is, even if he stays completely healthy, mm-hmm. it is – what kind of impact do you think Terrell Suggs? How many snaps is he going to play? Team? Yeah. And this is a guy where we've heard maybe 20, 25 snaps. Yeah, that's not enough for me to say. You know what? I, I'm willing to give John Harbaugh and Bill Belichick an extra two weeks to prepare for me. Yeah, yep. like that. Like, like you know that his impact isn't enough. Luckily, they don't have to go yeah. with that scenario. But his impact isn't enough. Like when you look at the percentages of. Teams that have made it to the Super Bowl, 
it is crazy how high uh, it is of the teams that had a bye that get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Like, yeah, wild, like it is. It I is, think it was the Ravens. The Ravens are the last team that was under a two seed that made the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Maybe. And that was what, 2012, if I'm not yeah. mistaken? So that's been, it's been years. I get it. I'm saying that you're going against the grain. But here. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying we got, oh, I the addition to me is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this this Chiefs team is built to win road games in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm in a my selfish opinion. fan. I want the easiest road. I get it. To travel. I get it. You I'm just I mean? I'm just looking at the fact that Unless I must get my guy play, but I'm yeah. Gonna... No, and, and honestly, if we're if we're being hopeful here, uh, Dolphins take care of business. We have both the best of both worlds, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, 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 that's not gonna happen. That's but, thinking, but, but yeah. Eddie, I want to get your thoughts on this real quick, man. Uh yeah, I'll take the two seat just like uh man, I'm getting whooped on this right now. I'm getting bodied. Yep, absolutely. Just like Kevin. I'll take it. I'll Come take on. it. Uh just just for the fact, I mean he's thirty seven. Uh yes, we saw a couple plays where he, you know, rushed Trubisky and you know, kind of, kind of stepped around a little bit, but other than that, there there wasn't really much, much to take away from what he had done. It, 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 yes, it could be a, a a locker room presence, that the mentality and, and all that stuff, but I, I don't think they were lacking that to begin with. Uh, we 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 saw how they've been progressing, 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 and, and I mean, yes, he can add a little bit to it, but I mean, they were already getting up there without Suggs. So, I mean. It, if if Andy can can do uh, what he did last year and you know with the with the one seed and then go all the way to the FC Championship game, I, I wouldn't see uh, any difference. I mean, we could possibly have both. We could possibly have Suggs and, and the bye. So saying. that's still yeah. a possibility. So that if I could choose any, that would be yeah, it. That was, yeah, that would yeah. be yeah. it. That, that would be it. I, like I said, yeah, they're gonna be chilling with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, hey, how about this? When uh, you know, the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl and have a strip sack and it's Terrell Suggs against Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship, I'll make sure and bring this back up, and the show. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the greatest. That'd be the greatest little roundabout story for us here at the Spoken. I hope but you're right. Shit, that'd be okay. great. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna take a quick break, guys. When we get back, we're gonna do the Monday mailbag. Um, we're gonna actually get your guys' takes, your discussion. I'm really looking forward to Ron to get his thoughts on some of the questions because I actually did peek. There was a couple good questions on there, so we're gonna get to that after this. Visit local foundry in downtown Lee Summit, Eastern Jackson County's biggest selection of local made and inspired goods. They carry apparel, jewelry, prints, decor, and more. The store is also filled with various vintage finds. Come and see us on Market Street. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell. What's going on? Eddie Ortiz. Yo, yo, yo. Ron, the show. Hugh. Yes, sir. All right, guys. So we've made it through a couple segments now. We're going to get this thing rolling now for you guys because this is your favorite segment. I know we hear about it every single week. The Monday Mailbag. We send this out every Monday. Give you guys the opportunity before the week even starts to get out your topics, your questions, your debates, your discussions, whatever you have for us that you want us to talk about on the show. We're gonna get that. We're gonna give you that opportunity. So let's waste no more time, Eddie. What do we got this week for the Monday Mailbag? All right, man. Our first question comes from Shane Williams. Uh, Shaggy, what's up, brother? Good old Shaggy, and obviously his questions always have a story to it. <laughs> so. Bear with me. He used to call in at night. That's yeah, yep. yeah. He wanted me. He wanted me to let you know that. He said, "Hey, let's <laughs> let's make sure he knows that Clay Winler and I were the ones that were. I think it was debating you about Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes starting. If I'm not mistaken, don't kill me, Shane. If I'm wrong, but they did call. They did call on the show. I think you name dropped him on your show a couple times. That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So his story goes: While we fairly criticized Bob Sutton and Alex Smith for the Chiefs' most recent shortcomings in the past season. I myself have been critical of Chris Jones. Last year when KC got the lead in the fourth quarter, 
21-17 of the AFC Championship game. Chris Jones sustained an injury and never returned. The Patriots ended up uh, scoring three more TDs on three straight drives. Chiefs lost 37-31. In the wild card round two years ago, with the Chiefs up 21-3 at halftime, Chris Jones sustained an injury on the first play of the second half and never returned. The Chiefs lost to the Titans 22-21. Would you agree that criticism of Chris Jones' durability in January may be the fear from Brett Beach in him getting his long-term deal due to his injuries that he has sustained last two years in postseason play? Chris Jones' agent can say, look, look at how bad your defense struggles without my client, and Brett, Brett Beach can respond, I need to see Chris Jones finish these playoff games when we need him the most before giving him a massive deal. Okay, so, so pretty much yeah. his question is: uh, yeah. Would you agree that criticism of Chris Jones' durability in January may be the fear from Brett Beach and him getting his long-term deal due to his injuries that he sustained last two years in postseason? Look, I think it's I think it's absolutely fair to point that out that he does have a reputation, not a reputation, but there there have been instances where he's been hurt in the playoffs. But I think we have to kind of go back. I think that's I think that's very um, coincidental. I don't think there's anything to that because Chris Jones, I think going into the season, hadn't missed a single regular season game of his career. Mm. I mean, he, he this guy is absolutely durable, in my opinion. To be able to play that many games in a row at the position he plays is unbelievable. That's why I always praised Will Shields for playing over 200, I think it was 220 games as a starter at, at, at left guard. I mean, it, it's unbelievable to be able to do what you do at, mm. in, in the interior side. So I'm, I'm a little more hesitant to – to knock Chris Jones for that, I don't think that would be a reason why Brett Veach would be hesitant in paying him because the body of work and sample size says that Chris Jones is going to be available, not only available and healthy, but as Ron has said already on the show, he probably is the best at what he does, not naming Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald hasn't played a great season this far so far. It's kind of what you have you done for me lately, and it's hard to name anybody else other than Chris Jones is playing better at his position. Yeah. So as much as I understand where Shaggy's coming from with all that, I'm not going to agree with it because I just I don't I don't see it that way. Mm. I see it much differently. I think Chris Jones, and, and in fact, I think he's going to ball out in these playoffs. I think he's going to have a big, big part of why the Chiefs are going to get to the Super Bowl this season. So I, I'm going to now if it happens again, then we can really start having the conversation. You're talking about three times, and that becomes a habit. Mm. But I don't I don't think that is an actual something that we need to address as far as a, a worry. Trevor, yeah, what do you think? The, the timing of the injuries have been inconvenient. But he's it's still he's still very young in his career. It's still a baby career. You know, got, the sample size isn't big enough to really to warrant true criticism. As if an injury is something you can really criticize. I mean, it's just, it's a bad timing thing. It's a freak thing, and it happened in big games. Sucks. We've seen it with Travis Kelsey before in the past, um, and he's done nothing but succeed since those early injuries in his career with his knee. Um, so yeah, Chris Jones to me is a pillar on this team, not just on the defense. This team, his character is contagious. He's great for the locker room. Great spirited guy. No criticism from my end. It's just an untimely thing. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, absolutely not. It has nothing to do with it. When you look at the question of does it have something to do with why Brett Veach didn't sign him in the offseason? Well, first off, we got to get this right. It's not Brett Veach. It was making of the decision on Chris right. Jones. Right. It's not Brett Veach making a decision on that type of money. Right. So that's Andy. So uh, it, the question should be: Did Andy his his injuries? No, they just didn't know or believe that he was the 15-and-a-half sack dude mm -hmm. from last year. They had some some things which you understand. Can he play against the run? Is he just a one-trick pony, mm -hmm. even though his trick is very vital? But 
Is he a run one trick pony? That was what the concern was, in my opinion. Right. They tried to offer him the Grady Jarrett contract, similar to D Ford, and he's saying, yep. "No, man, I I need that Frank money, and now he's going to get more." than the Frank money. I don't think it has to do with his injuries. I think it has to do more with they didn't think that he was that guy. Because if they feel what I think they feel Chris Jones is right now, I don't think they give Frank Clark that money. I think they give him that money because you don't want to pay two guys on the defensive line $100 million, which I think they're going to be forced to do. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that, especially when you've got the highest paid player in NFL history on your team as well right now you're going to have two top four defensive players in the league coming up next year i think that's what it was more about for sure this is just adding to that do you think that uh just kind of like what we saw with eric Berry, you think clark hunt's gonna step in and be like sign him now or tag him yeah i think it's i think it's andy i don't think clark will step <sighs> in on him i mean eric Berry was just a different animal with mm. everything that went about with Eric Berry now. The fans completely turned on him. But mm-hmm. everything else that went with Eric Berry, that was that was more off the field where Clark wasn't. This is Chris Jones. He'll he won't step in on Andy on this right. one. Right. I agree with that. All right, cool. Uh, thanks well, for the thanks, thanks for the question, for, yeah. Shaggy. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Uh next question comes from Clay. Uh he was just here not so long ago. <laughs> uh his question is That's why he left so he didn't have to ex- sit here and listen to his own <laughs> question be question, aired out. Exactly. He says, why is Tom Brady so trash? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't know what you want me to say, Clay. I mean, it's a good question. Uh, we, we get it. We, Tom Brady is old. Good. I mean, he likes, to, he likes to have that one. But, I mean, look, it, my God. I mean, the famous saying is father time is undefeated, man. I mean, it, it, it's, it's that time is here for Tom. I mean, we, we've sit here. We've watched this guy year in and year out for the last five years defy age. I mean, at 34, 35, 36 years old, you should start seeing somebody break down. This dude's in his early 40s, almost mid-40s, still a starter in the NFL and one of the 15 to 20 best quarterbacks still in the league. Like, that's incredible. So, is he trash now? I think he's not. I mean, trash compared to the standard he's set for 18, 19 years? Yeah, of course he's trash compared to that. But, I mean, my God, man, I got to give the dude some respect. I mean, my goodness, the dude has no weapons whatsoever. I mean, he's had a horrible offensive line all season. And they're the two seed in the the AFC. I mean, you can talk about the schedule, but the fact is they're out there winning games, and Tom Brady's looked bad bad against good teams. But, again, 42 years old, it was bound to start happening, man. So we're finally starting to see it take shape. Clay, you're better than this. (laughs) <laughs> Straight up. You're better than me. Listen, man, he he is – I think he's still every bit as good as, like, Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think the difference is his offensive line was in shambles. Mm. His left tackle, who a lot of people are praising, but this was the first year he was ever starting. His left tackle has been in and out. His center, one of the best centers in the league, yeah. has been out with blood clots. His offensive line has been a problem, and outside of Julian Edelman, they have struggled mightily at skilled positions. Let him get Odell next year. Hmm. Let them get their center back and their offensive line looks better and they have better weapons. Let him get Odell at Edelman. And then let's see if he is Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is yeah. close to that. <laughs> right? Like, Phil's got weapons. All right. And he's yeah, still just punting interceptions, <laughs> which he'll probably do on Sunday. But Tom, man, I mean, look at some of these guys. Tom is – he just – he doesn't have – from the offensive line perspective or the weapons on the outside, 
Like I, I think that has a lot more to do with him just falling off a cliff. Yeah. I don't think he's great anymore, but he's in the Jimmy Garoppolo range yeah. at least. Yeah, he's definitely not great, but uh, I wish Clay would have waited until after the playoffs and they lost a playoff <laughs> game before asking that question because I'm not trying to jinx Hopefully shit. Hopefully Tom's not listening. That's I'm not the, trying that's to jinx shit, man. You know, I, we don't want to give him any ammunition here. Yeah. I'm not talking nothing until I see them struggle in the playoffs and possibly hopefully lose in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. No comment much on that one. <laughs> Thank you, Clay. We appreciate it. And I mean, according to Lance, Tom Brady's not playing next year. I I don't I don't think I don't think he is. If they get if they get him OBJ, they get him. They refurbish his offensive line for sure. And and the Patriots think he can do it for one more season. I think my my whole thought on it. My whole thought on it is I think it's going to be about Belichick wanting to move on from Tom Brady. I think that's what's going to happen. Robert Kraft won't allow it. Well, here's the thing. He's there, there's no there's been no uh, extent, extension on his contract. He's parted ways with the top donation. Well, you got uh, even Adam Schefter out there reporting that he's probably going to be elsewhere. And he's already. Retire. I mean, the, the whole selling of the house thing you can kind of interpret that two different ways. But there is something to it when you add everything One else to it. If you houses. think he's going to retire, yeah, I don't. Man, if Robert Kraft can stop it, I don't think Robert yeah. Kraft will allow him. To I gotta play see that. Anymore. I don't think he'll play anywhere else. I, I don't yeah. think that. Yeah. I really don't because I think these other teams that would have availabilities, quote unquote, are either gonna hold on to their other guy for one more year as like a fill gap, and then they draft a guy like the Chargers. I think that the, that's what they're gonna try to do is with Philip Rivers, they're gonna try to keep him for a year and then groom their next guy. I don't think there's gonna be any team out there because here's the other thing: Tom's not gonna want to go to a five and eleven team. He's not going to move out of New England to go to play for some shit team. Right, right. He's going to want to play for a contender. Miami, bro. What contender is going to give Tom Brady a job right now? Because every contender you can look at right now has their quarterback of either the future or their quarterback of right now. Jerry would. Yes. I don't think they're doing that. I don't think they're getting rid of 26-year-old Dak Prescott. I, I don't think that's happening. Dak's great Jerry said to himself, I don't want to pay Dak $35 million. And I can get Tom and I can get – <laughs> sure. That money from Tom Brady being in a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, yeah I think Jerry would do it. <laughs> That'd be interesting to see, man, because he got a great roster. He'd be a free agent. He'd be a free agent. The best offensive line in football, hmm. or at least one of them, Amari Cooper, Whew. Zeke. That's a rabbit hole right there, man. I, that'd be interesting because it's in the NFC too. Yeah, so it's like this, you know, easy transition almost, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. That'd be interesting. But thank you for the question. I appreciate that. Uh, that was that was still Clay's question, right? Yeah. yeah that was Thanks again, Clay. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, our last question comes from Billy Hodge. Uh, his question is, how would you compare Veach and Dorsey in their first three years with the Chiefs? Okay. Um, look, Dorsey did a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. So his his tenure is always going to be incomplete in my eyes. He was he had such an eye. He still has an eye for talent. The guy knows how to go get the scrap heap guys. I mean, Ron Parker, nobody knew who Ron Parker was. Dude ended up being a starter for this team and a, and a solid contributor for a couple of seasons. Uh, he, you know, he was the one that went and got Kareem Hunt, traded up for Kareem Hunt. Uh, he was a part of the Patrick Holmes situation. I still think that was Andy Reid. I'm going to give Andy Reid the credit for that one. Look, I'm because of 2019 and the redemption story of Brett Veach. I'm going to slightly give it to Brett Veach. But here's the thing, and I've said this, and I'm so glad Ron Ron brought it up too. These decisions are going through Andy Reid, so it's very tough for me to dif- differentiate. What it is that Brett Veach brings to the table as opposed to John Dorsey? Because if we really want to get technical, John Dorsey was more of a separate entity than Brett Veach. Because yeah. Brett Veach is simply yeah, a branch. Power. The power dynamic yeah. is so Brett Veach is yeah, yeah. Brett Veach is simply a branch of the Andy Reid tree. Yep. Whereas John Dorsey was his own man, and so it was it was. I think John Dorsey was more of himself as opposed to Brett Veach, and that, if that makes sense. 
But I'm still going to give Brett Veach a little bit of a slight edge because of the fact that this last draft and this last offseason, he's he's killed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Frank Clark's absolutely become a dominant force. Yeah. Tyron Matthew was an incredible addition. Uh, McCole Hardman is an absolute star waiting to be made. I mean, the dude's got, what, 24 catches and six touchdowns. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think Brett Veach is doing good. But, again, it's really hard for me to give him full credit for what's happening because I think at the end of the day, it, come, it all goes through the walrus, man. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Dorsey, and I don't think it's close mm-hmm. just because of the power. Like, And I'm not going to say that Dorsey got all of it. I think you just have to look at the spaces. So, like, I think, I think in the draft in the first round or really big names, I think Andy has a ton to do with that. Right. McCall Hardman screams Andy. Mm-hmm. Understanding what happened with Tyreek. This is their first pick. That screams Andy. It's just then, okay, let's look at like rounds three and back and then look at the lesser um, free agents that they brought in. Right. Okay. So, Pat, that's, that's, that's Andy. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that, like to me, that's, that's a snip that's pulling yeah. the trigger on that. Um, the only higher um, draft pick that I don't think – that I think John really puts – because this is what it is. It's taking – all right, John had a little bit more power, but it's taking, all right, this is who I want to push for to you, Andy. you got to get this one. You're going to make the final decision. Mm. And I think maybe one of the early, early picks was Peters that I think Dorsey went and pushed. But if you look at three and back, I mean, we got Kareem in there. There's a Kelsey's a third round guy. Um, there, I mean, they're just they're just like you said, Ron Parker, even lower level free agents. They're just a, a lot of guys. He, he even brought Dan Sorensen in here, man. That 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 he went and got later in the rounds outside of the third round, where I know Andy ain't watching mm-hmm. that much. Tyreek, I think he I think he was very very impactful in finding like Tyreek, and then pushing that. Now, that was also an Andy and Clark decision, the Tyreek thing, because of what he was coming in. But mm-hmm. if you just look at the later stuff that he's done, I mean, you go look. Like, I mean, you look at Breland Speaks. I mean, you look at that whole draft class. It was terrible. Watts, all of those you guys. up to get Breland Speaks. They're struggling. Yeah. Like, to me, I don't think it's a, it's a coincidence. Now, this year they go to a lot of – uh, defensive players and Spags, I think, has a big, big voice on defensive players in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a weird thing that old Juan Thornhill got here when Spags is a secondary coach. Right. Like, like I don't think that's a coincidence. I give him credit for Charvarius Ward. Right. He that was somewhere I don't think Andy was looking through the Dallas Cowboys depth chart to mm-hmm. look at Charvarius Ward. But I just think, I think John had more power and just. The back end, even for like guys like Marcus Cooper, the mm. back end of the draft and lower level free agents that he got that became an impact, I think are, are far better uh, in terms of John Dorsey's angle. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's John Dorsey and it's not even close. And it's really not fair to even compare the two at this mo- at this point in their careers. John Dorsey's got 25, 30 years of exp- experience in the NFL, uh, identifying talent. You know, I know – uh, Veach is a scout at heart, but he's still young. He's not even—I don't even know if he's ten years older than me. You know, so he hasn't—he's played the game. You know, he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's getting his wheels underneath him. But he's still, like I said, it's a power dynamic between the two. John Dorsey had way more pull than 
very few GMs actually have in this league. And, he's and that's why he's, he's no longer here. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, and it's, the, it's the power dynamic. It's That's what I'm saying. It's the hierarchy that was clashing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's John Dorsey going away for sure. Good question, though. I like that, Billy. Absolutely. He always has good questions. I always appreciate Billy's contribution. Yep. So thanks a lot, man. So we appreciate everybody in the Monday mailbag. Like I said, every Monday I post that. Uh, do not hesitate. Whatever, even if it isn't Chiefs related, man. You know, we have, yeah. I think we had ever uh, talk yeah, about UFC a couple times. Mm-hmm. I mean, bring it up, guys. We, we we don't just talk Chiefs here. This is something we can <laughs> yeah, no definitely question, address. No you know? question from Ruben this week, huh? Yeah, I know what the hell, Ruben. Yeah, he's upset. Yeah, he's upset that I beat him in fantasy. He that's that's I, that what he's, I, took, I took the Trevor, chip. Trevor did oh, take the chip. chip. The 2019 spoken fantasy football champion. Hey, there's been two Twidwells now that have won that damn thing. The man that I started it, last and the man that's helping run it now, taking that ass. I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson. Thank you. We appreciate it. Bless up. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna talk about this week, this week's matchup: Chiefs versus Chargers. How important is this game to the Chiefs? The playoff implications, the playoff picture. How's this all going to go down? We'll get back to all that after this. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City. Shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number four. I'm your host, Lance Twiddle, here inside the Casey Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell, Eddie Ortiz, and Ron. The show. Yes, sir. You. All right, man. It's been a fun night so far, guys. We've been reminiscing on the games past. We've been talking about Terrell Suggs. We've been talking, giving you guys the opportunity to give us some questions, give us some topics to to banter over here on the show. But now let's, let's talk about the future here for a second because we got a, a – I wouldn't say a, a huge game coming up, but I would say the importance of it is big because of the fact that Chargers aside, regardless of who the Chiefs, Chiefs are playing – there is a lot riding on this game because the Chiefs could be the two, the three, or the four seed by, by Sunday's end. There's a lot riding on this game. And the Chiefs do control their own destiny in some regard. If they win this game, no matter what the Texans do in their matchup against the Titans, the Chiefs are going to get the three seed. But here's the other side of it. Chiefs take care of business, and some miracle, some miraculous situation, like the, was it the 1970 USA a hockey team beating Russia, oh, you know, something like that. Or you know, do you believe in miracles? Yes. You don't believe in Fitzpatrick. I believe in Fitzmagic. Hey, hey, the magic is there. He's he's going, he's going he's going he's going Forty-five times. And, he's and the motherfucker was leading the team and rushing up to like week fifteen. Keep so going, baby. Keep going. Thirty-five-year-old Fitzmagic's out there doing things. So, Mike, we're all Dolphins fans this week. So there's a lot writing, like I said. And if the Chiefs lose, Texans win. The Chiefs are going. The yeah, they're they're dropping right to the four seed, and then they're going to be in route to the Ravens if they get out of the wild card round. It might so, have been more unlikely last year when they beat them in the week in the last week of the year. So I mean, hey, anything can happen. Man. There's a lot going on, man, and and this is this is also interesting because this might be the last time the Chiefs face Philip Rivers at Arrowhead as the Chargers' starting quarterback. There is a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity there for the Chargers to break way. With Philip Rivers, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. I think he's going to end up staying there for one more season. They're going to groom their quarterback. Hope so. But this is, hey man, like I said, this Sunday, this is a this is an interesting matchup because I don't think there's a lot to take away from this one as far as well. How do the Chargers beat the Chiefs? How do the Chiefs beat the Chargers? I think it's pretty cut and dry. The Chiefs have beaten the the, the Chargers think, ten out of the last eleven times. There, you know, there's not a worry in my mind that the Chiefs aren't going to take care of business. But let's look at this. Let's look at this from a, from a mindset standpoint. How do we see the Chiefs coming into this week? Do we think that they they believe they're just going to roll over the Chargers, just take care of business, and then accept the three seed? How how do you guys see this 
How do you guys see the Chiefs coming into this week? Trevor, I'll start with you. Uh, I mean, I think we got to go out there and just play the game to win and keep an eye on the Patriots game. If the Patriots are up early and they're blowing that game out, I mean, I have no problem sitting our other guys, sitting most of our, the majority of our starters for the second half, you know, playing a safe, keeping it very healthy because we got to kind of accept the seat that we're going to have. So, um, but when we start the game, go out there and expect to win, play to win. Just like we do any, any other week, so that's that's my approach. Rob, what do you what do you think, man, about this week? Yeah, I just yeah, just injuries is the most right. important impactful thing to it. But like, I, I'm glad you said it from the top because I think a lot of people forget about the potential of dropping to the four seed mm-hmm. right? because you lost to Houston, they get the tiebreaker of you. What that means is instead of Duck Hodges or whoever Pittsburgh's running out there at quarterback in mm-hmm. Tennessee. Like you get Buffalo in the first round, which I think you can. I think you Pat shouldn't lose to Josh Allen, but they are a better football team. And we talked about the offense earlier, and I think, I think the offense has put it to a place where I feel like there are there are more teams that can get the Chiefs than I thought at the start of the season. Right? I would have never thought Buffalo could even manufacture enough points. It's a good defense. Yeah. But their defense mm-hmm. can do what the Bears and what the Broncos and what the Patriots did to the Chiefs. I don't know that Josh Allen can put together, but right. you bring more teams into it, something crazy happens if the Chiefs turn the ball over like they have at times this season. Um, but also it is we understand that Baltimore is the best team. I would feel like you would want to. Chill on that matchup as long as possible, <laughs> yep. right? And so, if you're on the four seed, that means you're going to Baltimore after you beat whoever it is in the wild card mm-hmm. round. And I think that is important. So you got to look at both games, right? Like you just got to like if Tennessee's beating the hell out of them and yeah. New England's winning, then maybe you can sit True. stuff out. Yep. Well, let's let's say that the, the Chiefs take care of business. Let's say everything goes as it's going to be assumed. Let's say the Patriots beat the the, the, the Dolphins. Uh, it doesn't really matter at this point what the Texans do if the Chiefs win. You're, then you're looking at an opportunity where the Chiefs would be facing more than likely the Titans. Now, we talked a couple weeks ago about the scariest matchups currently, and at that time the Titans weren't in the playoff picture. But I said if they do get into the playoff picture, that's the team I'm most concerned about. Having really? said, yeah, and then here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. I understand. Now, it, now I will say this. The Titans are depleted at cornerback right now. That Malcolm Butler's out. They're, oh. they're saying he's not going to play this week. He may not play in the Pat playoffs. against the last time. I mean, there, there's – there's I, I get that. My point, though, is for some damn reason. Styles. Even – yeah, it's just a style fight, man. Like, Derrick Henry turns into Walter Payton in those games. I don't get it. I don't that, understand that it. That defensive scheme was a No, no. They, they, now that, that, I will defend the Chiefs there. That is a bonehead decision. They sat Mike Pinnell that week because they thought they were going to be up yeah. early and often. So, so they're going to have more of a faster style yeah, defense. But even with them, him turning into Earl Campbell. It took a whole lot of stuff for the Chiefs' yeah, right. purpose. Yeah, that, that's why stuff. I said that's why like it's scariest like matchup. Like turnovers. Yeah, they yep. try to. Lose yeah, that it, game. what it reminds me of, what it would remind me of, because I think a lot of people would nationally would go, "Oh man, this Tennessee." They you remember beat us, You remember bro. when the Chiefs snuck into the playoffs with Larry Johnson? Mm-hmm. And they had to face Peyton, 
in the first round, and everyone was like, "Oh man, the right. Colts can't stop the run." Right, man. They, you know, Larry Johnson could be a problem. Yeah, yeah. And then we all remember, oh, it's Peyton Manning against Trent Green. Right. And, right. Then, <laughs> and then we said, "Oh, at home." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then at, at, at some point, it's going to be, oh man, it's real. yeah, Derrick Henry, and then it's yeah. Arrowhead. Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. against Ryan yeah. Tannehill, and that's why I say let me let me At clarify. Let me let me clarify. Like, I'm not. I will not be the guy that says I think the Titans would beat the Chiefs. I've said how many times I've said this, guys. The only team that can beat the Chiefs is who? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. For sure. I I'm putting the Chiefs against anybody, even the Ravens. I know that is the scary matchup because they're the most complete team as opposed to the Chiefs. But I even with the Ravens, I feel like the Chiefs have some sort of mental. Step up on them. I think that there is something to the fact that of the three losses Lamar has ever suffered, two of them have come to Patrick Mahomes. There is something to that. Yes, that's what scares me. Chiefs would have to go to Baltimore. Yeah, beating a team three times in a row is difficult to do. I get that, but beating beating a team twice in a row with the same quarterback who is ascending to be able to still do that. I mean, the dude threw the ball forty three times in that Chiefs game. They held him out of the end zone. That's what I'm talking. And the I, defense was, and, and we talk about how the Ravens are a different team now. The Chiefs put up 33 against that Ravens both, defense without Tyreek Hill yeah. and Eric Fisher. There yeah. is something to that. Yeah, I don't. Like I've, I've heard that, and I get the understanding of that the last two times that. Yeah, I don't get the sense that Baltimore is that type of team that has the mindset that their heads messed with. Right. Uh, they they seem like like you you they may lose. Yeah. But they, them boys seem like that. You, you talk about smoking on cologne. Yeah, yep. you talk about them, man. They, Mark Ingram, them boys. They, I don't think they're thinking. Oh God, Pat's got our number. I think they're thinking. Oh, I can't wait. They yeah, want to it. get that. It's just like we wanted the Patriots. Like, yeah. I, like that's what I. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like coming. I. Like I think the Chiefs for for a few years were like, oh shit, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yep. Le'Veon Bell and here comes Ben all. Anybody but them. <laughs> I don't and even though the Chiefs have beaten because I think they're a really tough matchup yep. for the Ravens, right? Because you get up two scores and you make Lamar do what you want Lamar to do. But even in that case, I don't think the Ravens mindset is here we go. Oh shit. Yeah. I think they are. They. Well I think. Well I, I think of any team that the, the Ravens want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Chiefs. I guess I, I view think it. That's the mindset. Absolutely. That I, I guess I view it the way I view like the Chiefs looking at the Patriots is that I think the Chiefs were geared up and ready to go both times last season and this season against the Patriots. But there's a certain sovereign sovereign respect that they have for the Patriots because of what how they were the ones that beat them. And I think that's what the Ravens look at the Chiefs. They look at them as like, all right. Everybody else we respect, but that's the team that we have to respect the most because they're the ones that have been beating us. Everyone else can. I think there was an intimidation factor a bit from Andy to Belichick. I think there was something from the Chiefs with Belichick and Brady. Like, oh, shit, Brady and Belichick. We can't let them. I don't think the Ravens. I don't think they have They are. Like, when you listen to them talk, they feel authentic. They feel... They like I said, they may lose, but they feel like come like they feel like those Seattle teams with Sherman and, and Earl and those groups where we might lose, but it ain't no we 
we are apprehensive of playing something. It's kind of how we felt last year, man, about this offense. <laughs> hey, you know, we, it didn't matter how good your defense, yeah, how, how bad our defense was. We, we feel like we can go yeah. drop 50 on anybody's ass. And that's how that's the confidence, and it's contagious, man, and momentum's. Well, speak, speaking of the Ravens, they, they're actually kind of banged up right now. Mark yeah. Andrews has an ankle injury. Ingram might not be back to the second An- round. They're talking, right. Yeah, they're saying they are saying they don't know when Mark Ingram's right. coming yeah. back. Calf strain, That's a calf strain. And they said mild calf strains can lead up to six weeks. We don't know how – I don't know. They, they talked about the severity of the actual calf strain. calf strain. But if it's a calf strain, that's you're talking a month, month and a half. All of a sudden, the Ravens don't look as scary from a matchup point point of view. And if we're going to sit here and just kind of skip through the chapters right now and look at the AFC, because going into the season, we all thought it was Chiefs, Patriots, and no one else. My God has the has the has the the, the script flipped because now we're talking about, in my opinion, it's Chiefs or Ravens. Because I don't think the Ra- the Patriots yeah. have the firepower. I don't think they have enough to hang with either one of those teams. They may not even have enough to hang with the Texans. They got worked last time they faced them. Yeah. So let's just let's skip right to it. Chiefs and Ravens right now, as it currently stands, how do you guys see that matchup going right now? Ron, let's start with you, man. I don't think the Chiefs should have fear of anybody, Mm -hmm. right? I think they got the guy. They got a dude. Mm -hmm. And maybe the dude. So you always feel good about that. And I think they have a a good amount of top-end guys. Like uh, you talk about 15, 10, 87, 95, 32, and I'll throw in 55. They've got top-end guys. I just my my only issue with them is let's see what this if this offense because I think you got to play I think they got to put thirty up in that game mm-hmm. their offense is and they just there's something about their mental toughness that you know and I've I've had issues from the jump of the season is man they got their hearts ripped down in Arrowhead. None of those guys have won Super Bowls. Even the guys they brought over Still got have never won championships and are hungry. Mm-hmm. And they have not operated a lot of times this year like a team that just had their balls ripped out and like a team who is tunnel vision to we want to get to the Super Bowl. They've had lackadaisical starts. They've had starts where they fell asleep, where they turned the ball. That's like – and when I say mental toughness, like – if the Ravens came out and punched the Chiefs in the mouth, mm-hmm. I'm talking they came out and they got up 14-0, just punched them in the mouth, running over their asses, yep. I'd have a concern that the Chiefs as a whole, and I know 15 is coming, mm-hmm. but I have a concern that the Chiefs as a whole could fold. I don't have that concern with the Ravens. The Chiefs could get up 14 to nothing on the Ravens, and the Ravens may lose, but they're going to keep coming. They're a tough team. Their coach is tough. Their coach has been big in big moments in the clutch. Andy has struggled in big moments in the clutch. That would be my concern in the game. Yeah. I don't care where it's played. I don't. I don't care what, about that. I don't think there's a huge advantage on the road. I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are a good road team. Mm-hmm. There's just an element of is this offense going to put up what they need to put up? And if they get punched in the mouth, how are they going to respond? Because yeah. I'm not a fully 100% that the Chiefs are getting right back up off the mat. I know 15 is, mm-hmm. and that's maybe half the battle. But they got some guys that are front runners, in my opinion. I think Frank Clark is a guy when shit's going well, and he's a leader and all this. And then when shit's going bad, we've lost our will to tackle. What? Right. Like Iron Matthews said, what the <laughs> hell? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I lost my will to tackle. Right. Like, I smart. think they got some front-running guys. Travis, my mm-hmm. guy, 
one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Shit gets rough. Travis is flipping out and pushing Eric Bieniemy and dropping balls against the Colts. Yeah. When stuff gets tough, I'm not 100% sure outside of 15 that they got that. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the offense outside. Of the, only, the only matchup I think that's difficult would be for, with Travis Kelsey and, and Earl Thomas. That's a that's a tough safety to go up against who's who's very good in coverage. Hasn't been the greatest this year, but still it's Earl Thomas. Um but yeah, the offense. I think we'll, we would be able to put up points against our defense. Uh, I think this offense would be ready to to put put it on Marcus Peters, and I think Peters would be ready as well. But I, I would have I would have my money's on Patrick Mahomes to burn Peters on a play. He he looks all, looks him off and tricks him and you know gets him on a deep route. Uh, I can see it happening. Um, defensively, if we can contain Lamar Jackson, keep as much as we can, keep him in the pocket, uh, make him uncomfortable, and make and force him to throw the ball outside. You know, towards the sideline instead of over the middle because he's been killing people, and that's one thing we did well. Both times we beat them, we forced, we took away that middle game with 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 the tight end. They, they found ways over and over every week, and it's bewildering, man. How many times they find somebody wide ass open over the middle? It, whether it's you know uh, the third string receiver, the third receiver wide open, uh, Willie Sneed wide open over the middle, or scared to death of Lamar. Exactly, it's what I'm saying. And so if we can if we can be disciplined enough, which I believe we are, with Tyro Matthew after being the quarterback of the defense, let him run free and kind of you know read Lamar's eyes because Lamar only has a couple reads and he's he's taken off. That's usually how it works. But he's they've been finding and Harbaugh I'll credit Harbaugh has been finding great ways to to utilize that and get. Either the tight end wide open or, or sneaky receivers, you know, up the seam. Uh, that's usually how they've been beating people, either his his feet or up the middle. So if we can force him to throw towards the sticks, you know, on the outside, and because he's not the best at making those throws, those behind the shoulder, those back shoulder throws. So we can make him do that, you know, make him uncomfortable, which we've done already twice, which is how we beat them. And then put up, you know, like you said, 30 plus points. I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not concerned about anybody, man. Like I, I my money's on Pat. Shouldn't my, be, there shouldn't be any right, fear. Right. No, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the Chiefs, although we've we've talked about, it, we've established our concerns mm-hmm. because they're they're legitimate. I mean, the Chiefs have had legitimate concerns. I feel like they've still garnered enough um, to to get our respect because of what they've been able to accomplish against you know the the best of the best teams that they have faced this season. I mean, you're talking about yes, the the Ravens came in here and dropped 28 points, but the Chiefs. If you, I was at that game. It never really felt like the Chiefs didn't have some large amount of control in that game. It felt like, okay, the Chiefs are going to make something happen here. We, got, early, we got the biggest X factor in the league, man. Because we can sit here and talk about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, there was no Tyreek in that game. Exactly. Right. No Eric Fisher to protect right. pa- Patty's blind side. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's very, very hey, hey, you know, hey, hey, I have my problems with Eric Fisher too, but let's be honest. Cam Irving is a trash can with a helmet on, dude. Uh, yeah. Let's be real here for a second. I'll just be real. Cam plays a lot closer games to Eric. <sighs> that Eric plays. Uh, I'm just saying. Go out there and watch. You saw him. everybody talked about Cam getting his ass whooped. I saw what Khalil did to Eric Fisher that fast. <laughs> well, we're talking about Khalil Mack, though. So we've seen DDs laid Cam Irving's ass. Out. I said, I'm, like, I'm not saying that Cam is better than Eric. Yeah. Let's I'm glad you're not. You were, you were trying to accuse me of being disrespectful with the almost comparison Alex Smith to Mitch Trubisky. That's not what that's doing. <laughs> Alex has done too much in this league. So the Chargers. <laughs> so, the, so the Chargers. My, my point in bringing it up is, is that I feel like, yes, I, I don't think the Ravens would come into this game scared or anything like that. And, and quite honestly, guys, I mean, I, the, the question I want to ask about the Ravens side of this whole thing is, do you guys feel like leading into the AFC Championship? Because I feel like everyone's just kind of, and we, I'm guilty of it, we put the Chiefs and the Ravens into the AFC Championship automatically. Do you see anybody right now outside of the Chiefs that could give 
the Ravens a scare. Yeah, it's just one player. If you got a guy that could get, and I think Deshaun is capable of getting anybody. Okay, right I'm glad you said that because that's actually the team I'm thinking about because I feel like that's going to be a matchup that ends up happening. And Deshaun is capable of, of going off and yeah. being special, right? So I, I think I think he he and the Texans are somebody you always got to look at. That's interesting, though, because think about this. And I, I'll preface it by saying I'm, I'm, we're not scared of anybody, but pre- let's think about this for a second. Let's say some strange imagination in this. The, the Ravens do fall to the Texans, and then the Texans come to Kansas City where they've already won. Then you're talking about a difference. Like uh, this changes things dramatically. I do think the Chiefs are automatically going to be the favorites in that game. They should win that game. But then it makes things a lot more dynamic. I think that might even be more interesting than even the Ravens game against the Chiefs because of the fact that no one expected the Texans to do what they did. So there's this unfound confidence that they would find. Would you guys like that to happen, or would you prefer the Chiefs? In your in your scenario, I would you rather would Watson. you rather see Same. Deshaun Watson revisit Kansas City Chiefs try to get the revenge on him to get to a Super Bowl? And it's that whole scenario of Patrick Mahomes coming to him coming from the same draft class. People are debating which quarterback should have went through. That's that narrative. Or would you rather the Chiefs go into Baltimore and beat Lamar, the MVP of this season, to get to the Super Bowl? Which which scenario I, would you prefer? I don't. I mean, I love Deshaun. He's my favorite player in the NFL right now. So I love Deshaun. So that would be great. But either one of the storylines, the MVP of this year against the MVP of last year, because I think that this may piss off some people. I think Lamar's season has been every bit as impactful um, as in his own way as Patrick's season was last year. We just – are trained to look at quarterbacks in a whole different way. My man yeah. is top five right. in rushing. Right. He's for 1,200 yards. Right. And he threw 36 touchdowns. It's stupid. 15 games. Yeah. Right. Right. So, like, I like, so I think that's an inter- interesting dynamic. But if that scenario you talked about with Deshaun, that means he's going on a run. And it's fun to watch. It's about quarterbacks, man. When you see those those matchups, that's I mean, that's it's me sports horny. Absolutely, <laughs> I miss hearing that. Hey, man, let's go right there. Either either one of the matchups. Yeah, both matchups sound fun. Uh, I just which one I would who would I rather see? I would rather see Patrick Mahomes going against the Texans, just because I feel like that's obviously an easier matchup yeah, for the that's Chiefs. That fan coming through yeah. right there. Hey, hey, I'm just at home. I'm just saying. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, the Texans are the Cowboys, of the AFC. They're super inconsistent. Deshaun can go out. I mean, it has nothing to do with Deshaun. It's just the team as a whole. And, and, no, he can and, be inconsistent. Too. Well, well, absolutely. But the coaching is what's worrisome over well, there. He's a, he's a, he he needs to be gone by now. But um, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, is this true about? The, I mean, I've been, listen, trash, I've been listening about. Uh, supposedly, Bill O'Brien is going to play Deshaun regardless Maybe. of the outcome of the Chiefs game. Well, dude, they only have one backup quarterback. That's what I'm saying. So if we see their their practice squad yeah. quarterback become active on the Who active roster, AJ then it's a McCarran, tell. AJ McCarron is our backup quarterback. So that would really be interesting to see how the Texans handle that whole situation. AJ McCarron alive. But yeah. So I mean, like I said, guys, there's just so much we we can keep we can keep hashing yeah, on this because there, the charge, Sunday's gonna be insane because I really don't know what's gonna happen. I do believe and to bring it back to the original part of this whole discussion, I do think the Chiefs are gonna take care of business against the Chargers. Even with Derwin James coming in, you know, I, the dude's one they've of the been, best safeties in football. They've been terrible with Derwin James back. Sure, ab- absolutely, I agree with that. But here's another Lost little, here's a little fun thing I want to ask you guys before we take a break. Travis Kelsey is six receptions away from a hundred receptions, which would make him back to back one hundred yard, one hundred reception seasons, which would make him the only tight end in NFL Never. history to yep. do so. Do you guys think it happens, Ron? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, because I think they're going to have to play. I think that they won't know what's happening in the outcome of the Texans-Titans game. And 
they like the Chiefs are into records, so they'll mm-hmm. try to set it. Like yeah. they're into that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah, he'll set it. I think it started last week. I mean, we saw the focal point of the offense trending towards Travis Kelsey. He had what nine receptions? I think they can do it in the first half next this coming game. Yeah, I think I can definitely. I mean, Derwin and talk, eleven the week before. Yeah, Derwin doesn't scare me that much. Well, I think it could possibly be the most moving forward be the most talented at his position. I just don't think he's yeah. he's not ready for Travis Kelsey yet. And he might run six screens right. just to throw just to get a bubble screen here and there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm so, saying it can yeah, happen I in the first half. Yeah, I think it's, he's definitely going to probably going to break that record. Another record sure. down for Canton Can- down guy, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. All right, guys. What is the what's our favorite? What's our favorite segment again of the week? Hold this L. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the who, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J style. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man! Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, pulsating L. Man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant man. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold This L, brought to you by KC Beard Company. Since 2014, Kansas City Beard Company has been providing you with beard and skin care products handcrafted in Kansas City with 100% organic ingredients. Visit them at kcbeardco.com today or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KC Beard Co. All right, let's go right to the man, or should I call him the show? Who is holding the L for Ron the Show Hughley this week? Listen, I pride myself on being very honest. I try not to be a fanboy. I don't have anything against fanboys. I have it in my heart sometimes, but I got to give it to my favorite athlete of all time, and that's LeBron James. Ah, shit. He's my favorite athlete of all time, too. This sucks. He's at the top of my medal stand, and listen, I don't know what they're going to do, man. Kawhi has just been better than LeBron in the two games they played. LeBron has looked like, I can't believe I got to say this, scared to drive it in the paint because he doesn't want to go to the free throw line. He's looked weird. Now, I'm not going to go as far as some people I've heard on there to say, oh, I think he he would do the equivalent of walk the long way home instead of walk the easy route because he doesn't want to mess with Kawhi to get home from school. But I'm not going to say that. Right. But he, hey, hey I, I look at that in the fourth quarter. He scored eight points right off the bat in the game on Christmas Day, and then they put Kawhi on him and do shit. So I mean, uh, now he did take he did take I, I a knee to the nuts. He did take a knee to the nuts. Supposedly he tweaked yeah. his, in the first quarter. Supposedly he tweaked his nuts, man. Tweaked his, he tweaked his groin. Kawhi just out there whooping his ass. That's what it is. <laughs> Kawhi balled out both times. Kawhi balled out. Kawhi balled out both times. You got to give him credit. He was the better player in both. Yes, man. I can. It's hard, but but let me let me let me see zero dark thirty. Or zero dark twenty three. Yeah, I mean it's playoff time. It's, it's I want to see playoffs. that matchup. Zero dark and everybody except for that. that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there. Unfortunately, ah. LeBron James, you're going to go ahead and have to hold this L. Damn, damn man. Trevor, who we got, man? Mine's going to be quick and simple to the point. Uh, Chicago fans, Chicago franchise, <laughs> Chicago Bears. Uh, y'all saw what happened. Um, but to put the salt into the wound from my guy Pat made his. Imp- you know, point of emphasis on that game after he threw that six-yard touchdown to my guy, Travis Kelsey. 
trotted off to the sidelines, counting to uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight or nine, ten. My boy used both of his hands to count all them phalanges just to get to that ten spot to show you just on what what you guys are missing out on, man. Y'all y'all took that 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 old boy Mitch over 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 that man Patrick Mahomes. Um, so that salt in the wound can't feel very good, especially when he goes out there in your in your stadium and 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 you know works that booty <laughs> nice and neat. Hey, uh, just got real nasty. Yeah, no shit, man. Yeah, I'm missing you too long, bro. You need a second. I'm just saying. <laughs> work that booty nice. Hey. How do you work booty nice? Oh, booty? I can show. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Yeah. We'll talk later. Yeah. Talk later. Uh, this is the spoken podcast after dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 There's, 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 there's a neat way to go about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of detained us to put that emphasis in the salt in that wound. I'm let you guys know where he was taken compared to the guy you guys took and thought he was going to be the guy. We got we even got Bears fans out there wearing 15 Mahomes jerseys. Uh, man, it's 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 uh, I'm, it sucks to be you. I'm sorry. It does suck. It sucks to be uh, ran by a franchise that had the the negligence to uh, miss over not only the town of Mahomes but Deshaun Watson as well. And other quarterbacks in the draft later on, he could have took shit. CJ, but Beathard might have been a better choice. <laughs> Anybody. Um, so yeah. So I mean, so Bears. I don't want to say Bears fans is not your fault. Not your fault at all. You, you're just along for the, the the horrible ride. But the franchise as a whole, the direction of the franchise. Here's to hoping you guys can figure it out. But y'all got to do me a favor and go ahead and uh, hold this L. Out. Shout out to Kay Adams and Mike and uh, yeah. uh, Kyle Brandt. Yeah. Sorry guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. our, our Chi Town people. All right, uh, Eddie. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. Yeah, yeah friends of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, kind of, he kind of took my eye on that one. Uh, I was going to give it to Trubisky, uh, the, the number Pick 10 count and all. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I guess I'll go to a different route. Uh, <laughs> I guess I have to. I guess I have to. Audible. It's an audible. I guess I have to. Hot route. Omaha. Omaha. Boy. So, uh, <laughs> my bad, wanted to let you go, you son of a hey. bitch. Hey, yeah. He <laughs> took my <laughs> fucking pirate. Fucking asshole. Fucking uh, pirate. You knew I was going to go with me. Yeah. Now so, I'm about to come up with some bullshit. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. It's some ice skating this week now. So. <laughs> uh, so uh, the University of North Carolina uh, football, uh, they play today. They play mm. the military ball, I believe. Oh, uh, shit, I can't wait to play this. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they played a, a freshman uh, by the name of Duck Storm. Nice. He, Not Duck Is that his brother? Duck Hodges is his brother? What the hell, man? So, duck Storm, huh? That, I mean, Some of these ducks. I, I don't want to give the L to the player, but I want to give the, the L to his mom for naming him that. Damn. <laughs> I mean, <Okay>. right? <laughs> wait, is this his real name? This is real name. How much research have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta find out. What if his name is that his government? Is that his government? What if his so his name ain't Raphael? That's under the schools. That's his name, uh, bro. Duck Storm. All right, no, hold on, man. Let me look. <laughs> I just feel like you did. Duck, he was trending on Twitter. Duck NATO. He was trending. Duck NATO. Duck NATO over here. Duck Dynasty. Holy shit! He's a freshman for the University of North Carolina. Did he win today? The defensive back. I don't know if they won. Oh, Okay. I mean, uh, that shit to the NCAA he, too. Who gives a shit about these? He did pretty games? good on the field. He played pretty. Yeah, he played pretty good on the field. Way to go, Doug. That play he made he... <laughs> stuck out to you. That screen pass he took for five yards. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was a quarterback. Highlights. He played pretty good. Look at Doug. Go. Hey, you ain't yeah. seen that man play a second. Yo, what position he play? Quarterback. He quarterback and receiver. Cornerback. Yeah, he played real good. He beat. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon Bombay. Go get him. There we go. All right. 
That was my audible. Fuck you, Trevor. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> so welcome. so Mister Quack Quack was he? He's old Neil. Yes. Well, sure. All right. So Mister Mister Duck Storm, do, do us a you favor. For, for, yeah, for Mister Eddie Ortiz, and uh, go ahead and uh, hold, hold this L. I've had a real problem with the way the NFL has been conducting themselves with a, with a few things um, this season, and uh, and that, we had said it every year. I mean, that's that's nothing new. No fun league. Nope. But man. Look, this NFL 100 shit. I thought I was so excited when it first started coming out. Like when they were talking about like ranking these guys because they had high profile guests. Bill Belichick's on there, and you see him lively talking about other players, players from his past, like Lawrence Taylor. You know, just heaping praise on guys like Ed Reed. That was so cool to watch. Like you love seeing stuff and hearing stuff like that. It's just so much fun to see superstar players and athletes and coaches, you know, talk to each other at the same on on one panel. But man, it, it's it's so typical of the NFL to do some shit like this, though. And the reason I'm talking about, let me let me ask you guys a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys a few names and ask me and let me know if you guys have ever even heard of these people, let alone what team they played, what position they played. Let's start with uh, Marion Motley. You guys ever heard of him? No. Uh, you ever heard of Chuck Bednarek? What about Bill Chuck, Hewitt? Chuck Bednarek? Bednarek. He's one of the greatest. No, oh, stop it. You stop. Ron, don't do it to me, he man. He almost killed somebody. That's what he's known for. That's what he's known for. That's the point. You can't run over Bob Bob Lilly. Bob Lilly. Bob Lilly for the Cowboys. He played in the 40s. He's one of the best. played in the 40s. Bob Lilly played in the 70s. He's wearing a fucking leather helmet. Jack Christensen. Three straight. Jack Christensen. Jack Christensen. I got you. You got Jack Christensen. What about Cal Hubbard? Oh, yeah. What about Elroy Hirsch? Yeah. What about Sid Luckman? Yes. Oh, Oh, God dang it. Ron, Sid. Come on. He's named as a Toy Story character. No disrespect. No, that character is like Sid Luckman. Good God, you're running over. You're going to say Dion Sanders. Hey, hey, my fellow men, my fellow men on the smoke, did you know any of those names? Somebody's grandpa's turning over. Exactly. Uh, They all made, they all made, they all made, you're telling, let me ask you a question, let me ask you a question, Ron. Are those guys one of the 100 best players in NFL history? Chuck Bittnerick is a You would put him in your top 100. That's a disgrace. What you just did to Chuck. You said his name. You would put him. Chuck Bittnerick. Is that what you said? Chuck Bittnerick is one of the I never want to spell him B. I never want to spell him B. At least Google the pronunciation. Bittnerick sounds better. Bittnerick sounds better. Let's be real. Bittnerick sounds better. It has a better flow to it. All right. All those guys, all those guys made the NFL Hall of Fame 100, what, NFL team 100. Yeah, it's I, I can't get with that. I'm sorry. I I live in the modern era where I see guys like Aaron Donald. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I see guys that are actual jacked human beings that are making, in my opinion, those guys are the ones that belong in the. Let me ask you guys another question. I'm gonna list a few names up just so you guys can see if you uh, know these names. Terrell Owens, mm. Derek Thomas. That's the snub of them all right there. JJ Watt, Will Shields, Chris Carter. What about Megatron? Ladanian Tomlinson, Matt Ryan. I know everybody wants to crush me on that because I'm big on Matt Ryan, but Matt he's Ryan. he's. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me give you. Let me, let me finish it. Let me finish it. Let me Matt, here. I'm gonna give you the list. I'm gonna give you only two oh, quarterbacks oh, on the list. I'm gonna give you. I'm Matt gonna, Ryan. Listen, listen. There's, there's, let me give you the list. Let me give you the list of quarterbacks in NFL history that have at least fifty thousand passing yards with at least 300 passing touchdowns and at least a 95 quarterback rating. You want me to give the list real quick? Pete Manning, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan. The league's a bit different. 
Right. Where, where's the other names, on, though? Man. Where's the other names? Why, why is it coincidental that all the other names are Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? Hold on. Where's Terry Bradshaw, Lance? That's all like 10 quarterbacks. Let me ask you a question. Why is there nobody in the 1960s on that list? Or the I, 70s. I, or the I, 80s. I don't give a damn. You're trying to push. <laughs> is that not Is that not? Is, is that over, not legit? You got him over Dan Marino. No. Oh, hell no. Man. You got him over. You know, Dan Marino I could spew out 10 quarterbacks. Let, 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 let me hear Absolutely. You know, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm not saying Matt Ryan's better than Dan Marino. My point, though, is, is that he's not even on the list. Dan Marino made the list, and he should have. Yeah. But when you are one of the three quarterbacks to ever do three of the best things of all time, and you're not on the list. That's a problem. Is your, Why is it that only the quarterback man, position you know that doesn't get different. that type of praise? Running backs, my whole life. My whole life. You, so you watched the, at least the 90s. I won't, oh, yeah. Late, I won't late get 90s. You, and you know of Joe Montana. And you know of the guy. Oh, extremely overrated, right. yes. Extremely. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. No. Four, four Super Bowls. Hold on, hold on. Four Super Bowls. I'm going to give an L on this. We're going to finish gonna this up. <laughs> Joe Montana had four Super Bowls. In those four Super Bowls, his defenses gave up 16 points a game. What quarterback's not winning with that? How many did he score in these games? I, I remember. Oh, they, they did score 50, points. I remember they, a fifty-five. My point is, you he's not, overrated. You not, yes. What is Joe Montana known for? He's not in the top twenty-five in quarterback rating or in touchdowns. It's it's a little thing that we call eye test, right? You can watch Joe Montana. Sure, absolutely. And understand that Joe Montana, who was widely thought of. To be the best quarterback of all time Why? until Tom Brady, because Why? of his success of winning exactly yeah. and and how big he was down the stretch in winning championships, and how come they always had great records and were first or second in the NFC every year. So Peyton Manning deserved. A so Peyton Manning was on those 49er teams. He wins four Super Bowls, right? I don't know. You don't. Okay, so who's better, oh, Joe Montana or Peyton Manning, an individual oh, quarterback? Oh, I don't. That's oh, Peyton Manning. Over over the, as a, as over an the course of the year, but let's put Peyton. In those pressure cooker moments yeah, that, that Joe was in, where he drove down and won multiple Super Bowls. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if, if Peyton goes and wins those. Joe Montana wins the moment. I category. watched him in Super yeah. Bowl against the Saints throw a pick to end the game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've watched him not be able to. Come on, man. Yo, Joe. Joe, Joe wins the. Race. Joe's got the moments. Joe's got <laughs> moments. Back, My man. point is, I look at bodies, body, uh, uh, sample size, and body of work. I look at guys like Peyton Manning. I look at guys like that. A year in, year out, we're leading bad rosters into the playoffs and sometimes to Super Bowls. The only time Peyton Manning ever won a Super Bowl is when? Peyton Two times. Bad rosters. Yeah, and the, Col- the Colts had horrible defenses many times. Hey, many times. Bad they finally got a good yes. down there. And he's got, he's got Marvin Harris. Sure, sure, sure. Adrian James. I didn't, say, Freeney, I didn't say. Robert Mathis. I didn't say. Bob good Sanders, time. who yeah. won defensive player of the year one time. With these horrible. He wasn't leading the Bengals. He wasn't leading the Chiefs. But you, okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. 2010. 2010. They go 10 and 6. The same roster comes back the next year, just minus Peyton Manning. They go 2 and 14. And, not, say, and the only reason they only won games is because the two teams are resting games at the end of the season. I'm not saying, but do you, you don't think with Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, with Rice and all of those guys, if they played in the same time frame that Peyton Manning did, that Joe's numbers with the rules of the NFL would be – could you imagine if Jerry Rice got to play in the same NFL – that Marvin Harrison did? Okay, he did. I was going to say, hold prime, on. Yeah. In his prime, but just because he played 25 years. Right. But in his prime, mm-hmm. if he got to play with those rules, are you kidding me? But wasn't it, didn't Jerry didn't Jerry spend the most of his career not playing against zone defenses and, and advanced scouting and things of that nature? He Jerry could, Rice didn't play. Jerry he brought the West Coast offense into the, the, the middle. But, but Bill Walsh brought the West Coast offense into the NFL. They didn't know that, so they had that advantage for years. 
And Joe Montana still wasn't putting up the numbers. You but you can't pay. Pass interference was completely different in the 80s. Sure. And, 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 and how you could hit players was completely different in the 80s. Oh, my. It's it's an offensive league. Where, do you have Joe? I don't even know. I, you know what? He does I don't want to answer. No, Joe, I don't want to ask him. Joe, Joe just doesn't. doesn't. I don't know the answer. No, where do I have Joe? You don't. He's you don't. out of my top 10. Joe Montana is not my top ten quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> I look at into hey, I look, I look, hold on, I look at individuality. Like people talk about Tom Brady as the goat. Everybody just heaps that praise on him. But if we are going to sit here with the naked eye and just say flat out, Tom Brady is the best quarterback I've ever seen as an individual player. Are we really going to say that? Hell no. He's not even the third best quarterback of his generation. He wins Super Bowls. That's the difference. If Tom Brady did not play for New England with Bill Belichick, is he the goat? I don't know. Exactly. That's my point. But we know but what he I, is with I, Tom, I'm with sorry, the Bill Belichick. Let me finish. I yeah. don't know. But what I do know is he did play hmm? with him. How and many Super Bowls he won without a top 10 and defense? And he has been – so you're saying to me that he's not the reason that they won these Super Bowls? No, he played a large part. Oh, sure. He's not the reason. At he's not the reason. So, so you're telling me he's the reason they won the, the Seahawks, the Seahawks uh, Super Bowl when he threw three interceptions – and they were on the goal else? line about to win else? the game, and they didn't run Marshawn. That was it. That was because Tom Brady. But what else did he do to get them in position to take he that? Lost that the game. Well, I'll give you Atlanta Super Bowl. He, he bowled out. Oh, he bowled out in the second half. He was right. the reason they were down twenty eight to three. And he and they came back against Seattle. They came back to but that's the Why did they come back? Because Tom Brady threw a pick six. He, he was he was the reason they were losing those he games. Was, he, he, he's he the was, third best. In, who? Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning are better than oh, him God as an individual dude, quarterback. On, as individual quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers oh, highest quarterback rating of all time. That's talking about all talent. Let's talk eye tests. That's what I'm saying. Not just talent. That's what I'm talking about. It's got to be results. Look, look, points, man. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have results. He's got one Super Bowl. That's on him. He's only been to two NFC championships. So we, we talk about Hell scenarios. That's on we him. talk about scenarios. He doesn't win his division with Detroit in it and Minnesota. Okay. okay. Who has had a quarterback in here? And a fucking bear. Who you just told me hasn't had a quarterback. Okay, so you're telling me right now the oh, NFC that you're telling me the NFC North has been easier than AFC East. He should, if he's as great as he is, he should be winning his division every year, like. Like Peyton did, like Tom did, like Pat's doing. He should be winning his division going up against shitty ass Matt Stafford. Let's talk, the fuck shitty the Matt Stafford. Let's, let's, talk about, shitty. let's talk about Tom's division. Oh, let's, no, let's, no, talk no, about no, Tom, let's talk no, about Tom. Let's talk about Tom's division. No, 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 no. I'm doing all that. Put Aaron Rodgers in Tom's division. That's his current top shot of it. Hey, all I know is Aaron Rodgers has the highest quarterback rating of all time. I says, baby. I'm looking at individuality because I'm one of those few guys that do not look at quarterbacks by wins. I do not do that because it's not fair because it is a team game. If we're talking Tiger Woods and Serena Williams, we're talking Tiger Woods Serena Williams, I'm with that because it's all about the individual winning championships or not. You cannot tell me that those guys, it's all circumstantial. Quarterbacks win championships because of their circumstances. Yes, they have to play a certain level. They play the most important position. That's why most times quarterbacks win MVPs. But if you notice, most times the MVPs don't win the Super Bowl because they're not in the best circumstance. That's why Lamar Jackson, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, that doesn't make him any less great than if he was to win the Super Bowl. What's it's the, because of the circumstance. What's the most important part? Position of the field. To the quarterback, absolutely. Right? And so it's like you're raising the level of Aaron. When he plays, but you don't raise the level of Tom when he's when he's playing because it feels like to me you push a lot up to the defense of Belichick, and Belichick's the best at what he's ever done. 
but Tom plays the most important position. And he plays he's, a great. I mean, we saw Matt Castle go out there and ball out too, the Super Bowl with, with Randy. He's gotten to the Super Bowl with Edelman. He's gotten to the Super Bowl with Troy Brown. He's gotten to the Super Bowl where he has not had talent, like as great as talent. As uh, Peyton's shit here with Marvin, Demarius Thomas, Reggie Wayne, Edger and James. He's sitting here, Kevin Falk, and high as a kite. Uh, the, 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 Josh Gordon. Josh. I mean, he's, like, do you, so, do you on, think? Man. Do you think it's more Bull or Tom? Oh, I, I think, I think they're both great. But I think no, Tom I is a. I think Tom is the best quarterback that I've ever seen. Because I will ask you this: If the Super Bowl started and you could pick any quarterback in NFL history and to win a game in the Super Bowl, hmm. I don't know how you're not taking Tom. How many games did Matt Castle win with, with Bill Belichick? Eleven and five. Come on, 11 to 5. 2008. Castle. And if it wasn't for the stupid ass rule about division, saying, division winners Matt have Castle to make won 11 it. Games. They went 11 and 5 without. Why know. is that, though? Oh, okay. Andy won 12 games with Alex. Are we going to say that? Alex was much better than Matt Castle. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to say Matt won 12 Matt games. Matt Castle won. No. We watched Alex Smith and Matt Mahomes, and we know there's a clear damn difference. Don't roll in. I'm going to say, 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 I think their defense is much better, and plus, right now he's forty-two. Yeah, I think their defense yeah. is much better, and he, to me, has held this offense up. Okay, to the point that it is. We're not, but we're not talking about Tom right now in his prime. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about all time. What is the what is the reason that you believe that many people believe the Patriots have a chance? Bill Belichick. Yeah, and Bill and Tom, right? Yeah, sure. Tom, has, Tom plays Bill a Bill and Tom. Uh, Tom plays a. That's why he is one of the greatest of all time. I'm saying if I'm going because when I talk about the greatest player of all time, I have to look at the player in individual form. I don't look at success because success is based on team merit. Like, listen, man, I'm a team. Bill Russell's the goat. Then, if we're doing that in basketball, no, I, I love, I love basketball. You're playing both sides of the court. I too. love LeBron James with my heart. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron James is a better passer than Jordan. I think LeBron do James it. is a better defender than Jordan. Don't do it. I think LeBron <laughs> James uh, is is more, I'd say, even more impactful than to the game than Jordan generally is. Don't do it. But there's something to, at the end of the game, a person that I have most confidence in that gets it done at the end. And there is something to that. And when things are close, the clutch part mm-hmm. makes a difference. There's you know, something to it. Do you know who has a higher clutch field goal percentage in I, NBA history? I, I, and oh, I know that. I, listen, I am a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. I know it. But Mike's not having what LeBron had against Dallas, where he was just a bitch and he said, No, you're right. He couldn't make it out the first round, so he got Scottie Pippen. It, 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 but, let's just, but let's just be real. Once they were at their powers, LeBron, Mike's not having a moment where he just and I love LeBron. Yeah, he is not having a moment like he had in Dallas. He just retired. He's not having a moment where yeah. he he's passing it off more times than unneeded to other players than he had. I, I and I will 
have an argument all day long about I think LeBron faced much better competition in the finals than than people talk about the Easter Conference that LeBron was in. Take a look at the football teams that Mike was playing in the Easter Conference, the New York Giants, a.k.a. the Knicks, those football teams they were playing out there who couldn't shoot. Mm. But I, 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 I get, I bet you, if you had the choice of a fourth quarter, when it's close with those two guys, mm-hmm. who you want in the fourth corner in their prime? For both the stats and not, analytics. Okay, you you could take him, I, and I love LeBron, mm-hmm. and I will win. I don't know how many people. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, not many. Not yeah, I many. It's a narrative thing. It's, it's a narrative thing. It's a neck and neck. No, no, no. You, you, it's a narrative thing because once a narrative is created in the national landscape, the national media landscape, the masses go with it. Everybody talks about six rings as opposed to three. Why don't we do 11 as opposed to six? Same with Tom Brady. It's a stigma. Six capo- as opposed to two to Peyton Manning. Yet we're not doing that across the board, man. We're not. It's not consistent, and that's why I decided long ago, before I even started the spoken, I'm going to look at players as an individual. Fuck rings. I don't care about that because that's won by teams. You've never seen a player won a ring by himself, except maybe Magic Johnson is here. Football, but that's beside the point. That dude was playing five different positions. Right. Yeah. yeah. My, my point is this: is that it's hard for me to put Tom Brady in this in this this stratosphere by himself, when I've seen better players than him at his own position in his own era. They just didn't have the surrounding cast. And I'm not saying he didn't have better I – mean, he did not have better weapons than Aaron Rodgers did in 2010. He did not have better weapons than Peyton Manning had in 2013. I'm not saying that. Right. But weapons isn't everything. You have to have the defense. You have to have the coaching. And Bill Belichick is always going to give you the coaching advantage. And coaching is so massive in, in, well, in football. And it is massive in let's football. let's not even get into the, the, the cheating scandals. Numerous. I mean, we can get into that too. Yeah, that, are we not going to put an asterisk next to some of the things that Tom accomplished? That absolutely tarnishes it, bro. You can. It has to. <laughs> it has to, though. I've watched him outplay Peyton Manning, and it didn't have and as vice much versa. to do. We've with, seen vice versa as well. But I've, but I've seen more sure. of Tom Better outplay teams, yeah. Peyton Manning. And I can yeah. argue that he sure. had Peyton had a Hall of Fame coach in Tony Dungy. I'm not saying he's as good, no doubt. As, but he wasn't rolling out there with Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, <laughs> like he's like, come on, man! I've watched him outplay him multiple times. I've watched Tom come up huge. Tom and Michael Jordan are the two most clutch athletes I've ever seen. And when you start talking about it being close between guys, yet there's something to say about man. I know that guy's good. I feel more comfortable about that guy coming through at the end. For sure. Fair enough. So, and all of that, yeah. NFL 100, <laughs> do me a favor and hold yeah. this L. So it's the NFL top one. Bro, that might have been my favorite segment ever, Ron. It's all because of you, bro. The show brought the show. And, and honestly, man, thank you. Schedule, I know schedule, you got a busy ass schedule, man. And and for you to take your time on a Friday night to come and hang out with us, dudes, yeah, man, for sure. it means the fucking world, dude. So thank you so much. If you have any parting comments you'd like to make to the fans out there that have been waiting to hear from you, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, good times. Uh, good times, you guys. Um, a lot of fun. Missed the banter. Um, and just many of you um, looking out, wondering um, when the next time you may hear from me. Um Follow me on Twitter at Ronnie H Show. Uh, I do some stuff on there. But um, what I got into this business was to, one, um, change the way that people, especially in this city, but it's not just this city. It's an overall thing in terms of how we take sports change, the voices or the belief that there are only certain voices Mm. that can get to people. 
right? Um, on my show, I've, I've tried to to bring minorities. I've, I had an episode, an hour uh, where I got in trouble, but an hour where after the Kareem Hunt thing, we had four women come on the show and we just had a shut up and listen segment because I felt like that perspective mm. needed to be listened to. Um, but that has always been my goal to change how um, the thought of these are the voices that can get to people and keep your eyes open, your ears open, your eyes, whatever the hell it is. Um, <laughs> but yep. very, very soon, um, something I think um, the city has never seen before um, um, and something that could change, I think, the landscape of sports in this city coming up. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to announce that pretty, pretty soon uh, coming up. But, yeah, we got some special things happening and um, and uh, can't wait to uh, to let you guys be able to see me a little bit more. Absolutely. And, again, for man, sure, thank man. you so much for being here tonight. Oh, you, are, good time. you are always welcome to be here, Ron. Uh, yeah, man, it was an absolute blast. So follow our guy on Twitter, at Ronnie H Show on Twitter. He's always a blast, man. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. So for that, episode 44, for Eddie Ortiz, for Trevor Twidwell, for Ronnie H Show, <laughs> Ronnie The Show Hughley, uh, I'm Lance Twiddle here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios. Giving a shout-out to all you listeners, all the people out there. We appreciate all your guys' time and your efforts. We will see you next week. Goodbye. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned in to the Spoke. I might actually stick. I might actually stick around for a little bit.